most of my most of the time my peas take more time than my poops. <laughs> that does not make sense. I swear to God, ask you don't want to ask realistically, but all my friends could vouch for me. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, you must be pretty fast at taking those pants down. I mean, or do you just like hang hang one leg over the toilet and shake it out? <laughs> yeah. Either that, or just as he's back to the next to his friends, right? I'm going for a piss. Uh, he just like undoes his butt, undoes his fly as he's walking to the toilet or something like that. I just remember back in the day, I'd play Xbox Live with my buddies, and I'd be like, yeah, I gotta go take a dump. I'd pause, I'd come back, and no one believed me that I took a dump. <laughs> oh, fuck. So, got that going for me. Oh, God. All right, let's see. Let's make one bad decision at a time. A lot of my ex-girlfriends have said that before. <laughs> uh, yeah? Yeah, so uh, Val messaged me to chastise me for uh, <laughs> <laughs> for portraying you as Cyborg, Mike. I know, that's, that was really risky of you to do that. <laughs> well, it was either that or Wonder Woman, so... <laughs> I got the chest for Wonder Woman. Good. I had had absolutely no responses to that. Nobody liked it? Bastards. I put it in my stories on Instagram. I got one reply. Fucking one. Shane, I spent hours doing that. Hours. This is the fucking gratitude we get from our listeners, people who follow us on Instagram. You know, we get one fucking response. Well, I did. Mike, this is why artists aren't respected. Oh, I know. You put your heart and soul into that kind of artwork, and then you just get an overturn, you know? Yeah, I got I got 14 likes. And one of them, one of them is my alt account, so. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, Ryan, I wouldn't really call it art. <laughs> Oh, here we go, Shane. First, you got to criticize my music. Now you're criticizing my my artwork. <laughs> Although, though, I have one thing to say. I'm Batman. So there we go. I <laughs> thank you. I figured you'd like that. I thought it would it would be uh, I don't know pompous of me to choose myself as Batman. So oh yeah, obviously. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, why uh, didn't you? Why couldn't you make me Batman? Why was it Wonder Woman? Because I was fucking Batman, that's oh, why. Really? What about Superman? <laughs> How do you make Superman's head, Mike? <laughs> you just, <laughs> you just, uh, just do that little curl with the hair, you know? <laughs> you do the little S curl? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, don't, I don't think I have the hairline to make the curl work, so. <laughs> All right. Son of a bitch. Did I get all this work? I, I don't know if this is going to work. Nice. Um, because it came up with an error message when I opened it saying the audio configuration has changed. So maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. What are you talking about? Are, are you hearing the intro? No. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> are you still playing it? 
Welcome all right. <laughs> to All You Need Is Blood, the UHM Horror Podcast, with your hosts, Ryan, Shane, and Mike. I don't know. Yeah, I don't hear Ryan at all now. I guess he's gone. No, I'm here. Oh. I was waiting for the intro music to finish playing, which did not play through the thing, I guess. The warning message was correct. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, warning, your audio configuration changed. This probably won't work. <laughs> You're like, ah, what do you know? Yeah, bullshit. So, so unfortunately, uh, you guys aren't going to be hearing all of the great sounds I have now imported into this thing. So either it's too loud or too soft, like we're not going to hear the... Or it just doesn't happen. Yeah. Speaking of too soft, Shane, you are actually a little quiet today. Am I? Yeah, you you sound far away. Pretty far, I'm Shane. Right here. I can hear Ziggy better than you. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> <I can> Ziggy. <laughs> just have Ziggy uh, talk for yeah. you. Right, we're we're just gonna we're gonna replace uh, Shane with Ziggy on this episode since he's the one that's mic'd up. And it is International Pet Day, apparently. Oh, there oh. you are. Oh, there you go. Whatever you just did, it was big difference. I just moved the mic. Maybe it's not plugged there in all the way. It was. But it sounds a hundred times louder now. Just don't move. <laughs> <laughs> right, hold, I'm gonna have to get the cat some treats because that's why he's winging. We'll be here. All right, well, while Shane's doing that, <laughs> we'll go through the intro. Welcome to All You Need Is Blood, the upcoming HorrorMovies.com official podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Tudelo. Joining me are my co-hosts, Mike Whittemore and Shane Smith. Uh, Mike, how are you? I know Shane is fetching treats right now. I'm uh, doing well. How about yourself? Uh... Could say I'm pretty good actually. I'm very excited. I scheduled my first vaccine for the fourth time, uh, and I managed to move it up to this Wednesday. So, congratulations! That was very exciting. Yeah. Well, the first time I scheduled it was for like June 23rd. Good lord! So I'm like, yeah, exactly. At that point, you don't even have to worry about COVID anymore. Yeah, I'll be dead by. It'll then. be gone. Hey! We're all gonna die. I'm sorry. I was talking vaccine. Yeah, I got the um the Johnson and Johnson one like two. Oh, months... the one one and done. Yeah, two like two Mondays ago, and uh, I felt uh, very tired for about two to three days after that. And but mm. that's that's about it, really. So no mutations as yet. Not yet. I went, you know, my my dick didn't get any smaller, which is nice. <laughs> I was just gonna say, is there any chance this vaccine will make my dick bigger? <laughs> well, I mean, you're already rocking what eight nine inches, so. Do you really need yeah, any <laughs> diameter? That's right. How do you know this? Mom? But it's but Actually, the problem is it's only it's only one inch long. That's why they call me the tuna can. <laughs> I won't hit the bottom, but it'll stretch out the sides. <laughs> <laughs> so on the podcast, we like to discuss horror movies, talk shit to each other, various other nonsense, including but not limited to music, movies, games, comics, whatever else happens to come up. Again, we're the official podcast of UpcomingHorrorMovies.com. If you want to reach the podcast, our Gmail is AllYouNeedIsBloodPod at gmail.com. The Facebook group, All You Need Is Blood. Instagram, All You Need Is Blood Podcast. And if you're listening to us, that's on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify. Just type in All You Need Is Blood and subscribe. Phew. 
Oh man. So we missed like a good week or two of uh of recording. Yeah. Um for for various means. What's uh, what's been going on with you guys recently? Uh Shane, we'll start with you. Um I've been watching movies. I've been doing a lot of baking. Um I have been abused by the cat. He actually scratched me last night. I have a nice scratch on my arm. Um I have been getting ready to what the fuck? Oh. Um, <clears throat> I've been getting geared up and ready for all the pubs to be reopening and all the restaurants are reopening tomorrow. Oh. Yeah. So basically the hospitality business is going to be reopening as of tomorrow. And it's like you have to book a table to get in and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, they're all reopening, um, which is a good thing. Obviously, they're doing the whole social distancing stuff as well. So you have to book a table with, like, I think it's four people per table or whatever it is. It depends on where you are and how big the venue is and all this kind of stuff. But um, that's all opening up tomorrow. So I might even go to the pub at some point. Wow. You know, for the first time in nearly two years. So that could be novel. Or I might just have a massive anxiety attack and say, no, fuck this, I'm staying in. Um, which is probably standard for me anyway. But, um, yeah, uh, what else has been going on? I've been... I haven't bought anything. Um, I made some Jack Daniels apple truffles. Oh. Today, Ooh. as a matter of fact. They're currently in the fridge. Um <clears throat> setting now what's an apple truffle apple flavor because i'm thinking i'm thinking like a chocolate truffle what's yeah. an apple an apple it's ch- white chocolate truffle flavored okay. with apple jack daniels and cinnamon holy shit yes that sounds incredible yeah that sounds like something and, i'd eat all in one day and basically i've got a fucking great bowl full of this truffle mix and i'm waiting for it to set so then I can make the truffles and what I'm going to do, I'm going to line them up on a tray and put like a milk chocolate coating over the top. Oh my God. And then I'm actually sending them to people because I don't drink anymore. I haven't, drunk, mm-hmm. I haven't drunk for three years, but somebody gave me a bottle and a half of this apple Jack Daniels. And I thought to myself, I can make something with that. I can do something with that. Cause it smells lovely. It smells really nice, but I've not touched it. I've not touched a drop of it, which is a good thing. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, because basically if I'd have, if I'd have had like one sip, that I would have probably sat there with a straw and just drank the whole thing. Because uh, mm. I sampled, I took a taste of the, the truffle mix, and I was like, oh my fucking God. It doesn't taste alcoholic at all. It's really sweet because it's white chocolate. So white chocolate is naturally sweet anyway. And with the Jack Daniels and the cinnamon, it's perfect. So, um, yeah, I made a lo- I'm making those, and I'll be chilling those down and then sending them out over the next few days um, to people. Uh, yeah, I've been getting my bake on. I've been, you know, I've mastered the art of my chocolate brownies. 
finally perfected the recipe after four years of failures, which I am very happy with. Here's your problem, Shane. First, uh, we go to the grocery store and buy the box of Duncan Hines brownie mix. And then just follow the instructions. See, I make mine from scratch. <laughs> I don't buy packet mixes. I weigh out the flour, the baking powder, the sugar, the salt, the vanilla. Well, do, you, do you make the baking powder from scratch as well? No. I See, don't. Then, then what's the point? You got He's out mining the sodium yeah, you're hydroxide. Not... <laughs> you're not squeezing the cocoa beans and, you know. Squeezing the cocoa beans. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah. Anywho, uh, yeah. So I've not made any brownies today, although I should. Apparently, I was supposed to. Or I just remembered. A friend of mine asked me to bake him some brownies, and I completely forgot. So, yeah, I'll make some brownies later, um, possibly. Um, and that's about it. You know, not entirely much else you know uh basically i've i went on a bit of a rant recently about um the lack of communication people get on regarding artwork and stuff you know going back to the whole art you know really good art um <laughs> oh really good art there we go yeah um <laughs> yeah it's because uh, basically obviously on Instagram and Facebook, I share a lot of stuff. I share a lot of other people's profiles. So, like, our podcast, you know, we'll, we all share stuff out. Other people that are artists that I know. So it doesn't matter what kind of artist you are, if it's a musician, film, you know, you work in TV or you do painting and stuff like that, you know, or sketching. And I share profiles for people, you know, it's like, support, you know, supporting people, supporting friends, and you get fuck all in return. And it's a bugbear of mine because it's like no matter how much we share our detail for our podcast or whatever, and people that you you share their work and say you should check this guy out, follow him, you know, bloody blah, all that kind of stuff. Nobody does it, and you literally get nil reaction to it. And my rant basically involved me calling people out for not supporting other artists how they're only interested in fucking the kardashians or like pop culture and shit like that or the downfall of people and people having lots of issues people are more interested in that than supporting another artist and that basically it angered me quite a lot because, I mean, I've got people who work in, like, music industry and stuff. I share their stuff, and there's no reaction to it. Absolutely none. And it angers me. Son of a bitch. All yeah, right. Let's get him, Shane. So, I proper, I proper went for it on Twitter um, <laughs> a few weeks back, which was kind of funny. Um I didn't get much of a, of a response on that, actually. In fact, I lost quite a few followers because of that, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. Mind you, it could have been the word, the way how I worded it, you know, because obviously me being me, you know, mouthy, gobby cunt, you know, I did call out a few people for being cunts for not doing it, but that's just me. Of course. Yeah. 
Awesome. How about you, Mike? Anything you've been getting into? Have you called anyone a cunt recently? <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, but... Uh, yeah, recently, I don't know if you guys knew, but it was, a, it was a big deal for me. that I just recently hit a year of unemployment, so... Right. Congratulations to me. <laughs> my my year of my eight week layoff. It's been uh it's been great. Seeing all the sights, you know, celebrating. Um, but other than that, I've just been I'm finishing up my last uh, month of school before I get two associates degrees. Ooh, which yeah, which uh, I probably won't be doing anything with for the next. <laughs> <laughs> for seeing <laughs> doing anything. Um, other than that, I've been uh, buying records and watching movies. I I rewatched the Lord of the Rings trilogy the other day. Oh, been, me too. Really? It's been a while for yeah. me. Yeah, so I, I rewatched. It was on HBO Max, which I signed up for. And uh, yeah, it was... it's on my list. That's what I got on here. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> it's way better than I remember it. Um, I watched the four hour, I think it was four hour, the Return of the King cut, which was great. Mm-hmm. Wow. Those movies are just so good. Four hours. Uh, I remember it well. Yep. And uh, yeah, I've been watching superhero movies, Zack Snyder superhero movies, yep. which we'll get into. But yeah, other than that, uh, I've just been chilling, killing, you know, straight gelling like a felon. Oh my God. Gaming. Does this have anything to do with DMX? No, I. Oh, Val was really upset about the death of DMX. It was either Prince, there was a... Prince Philip and DMX in the <laughs> like same week, dude. That's a hard. hard thing there was. I, I thought it was. They were literally announced a few hours apart. I heard Prince Philip died of a broken heart because of DMX. Oh my god! Uh, do you know what? He he was he was. He was, he was a walking zombie anyway. He was 99 years old for fuck's sake. Gone way too soon. Yeah, it was one year off his telegram because in the UK, the Queen likes to um, send people telegrams congratulating them on, on becoming 100 years old when he was one year off. Hey, but on the flip side, though, the Queen's single now. Yeah. Do you know what? Uh, this is really wrong. Adam shared a meme on Facebook and Instagram. Was it Instagram? No, just Facebook. Actually. It was on Facebook in a Facebook grap, uh, chat. He shared a meme, a Tinder date of the Queen, recently recently widowed. Loads of money. Loads of money. <laughs> Ninety four years old. <laughs> it was like fucking really already. Because I was like ten minutes after the news dropped. <laughs> yeah, and I just replied, and it begins. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm I'm down to get dirty with that. I feel like your country is gonna fully explode once the queen dies. Shane, like, what happens then? We well, basically, as far as we know, Prince Philip is not allowed to have a state funeral because of COVID, and he's only allowed thirty people at the funeral. Which includes family members, right? Prince Harry is apparently coming back to the UK to attend his granddad's funeral, um, and you know, I mean, I had a moment of thinking to myself, "Holy shit, Prince Philip is dead!" And in fact, I did post it on Facebook: "Prince Philip is dead." And then a few people who were friends of mine on Facebook just went for the jugular at each other, 
And I was like, wow, talk about grabbing the popcorn. This is drama, drama getting, you know, waiting to happen. And it basically, I literally had to a friend, uh, write, a, write a message to a friend of mine. I'm like, dude, they've all got different opinions. They all have strong opinions. Just take it with a pinch of salt. And he went, I'm not going to get nasty. I went, there's no need to. I went, just let everybody else air their graces, you know, their grievances, whatever. Because everybody counted, called Prince Philip a racist, xenophobic... Um, the dude was 99 years old. Yeah, he was oh, old yeah. school, for fuck's sake. He was, like, born when slavery was still, like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Not just around, but actually Yeah, he cool. was, he's, like, you know, he was in it. Oh, you got slaves? Cool. Yeah, so do I. It's like everybody does, you know? Yeah, but... Ryan, how did the uh, Prince Philip news hit you? Uh, at first, I said, uh, who the fuck is that? Yeah. And then immediately after, I said, oh. And uh, that was the end of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's pretty much the same as me. I was like, why Prince Philip is dead? You know, and then... I just I just watched it all go off on my Facebook feed, which I, you know. Well, the end of a few points for Kenny Bashes, but he was still racist. Yeah, but you know, it was for me. I think it's just the fact that I posted posted something, and I thought to myself, if you can't say anything nice about someone, don't say anything at all. So I chose. I don't agree with that. I chose not to say anything about it. <laughs> But I, I don't have anything to say because I literally don't care. I care more about DMX dying. Definitely a bigger loss to the world than Prince Philip. Oh, absolutely. I wasn't. I wasn't bothered about um, DMX. Wasn't fast. Yeah. Well, anyway, Shane, let me get to some of the nonsense I've been I've been up to recently. Uh, my biggest accomplishment so <laughs> far of my life is that I platinumed Bloodborne. Thank you very much. <laughs> and. Uh, it's all downhill from here. Basically. Yeah, that's that, dude. <laughs> I went and I started another character as soon as I beat it. <laughs> I think that's how it always works. Um, so what else did I get to? Oh, I finished uh, one of my books I was reading. It came from the video aisle uh, by Dave J. Torsten Dewey and William S. Williamson. Uh, it's about a, the history of Full Moon Video. Uh, that was an excellent book. Good read. Um, like I said, I watched the Lord of the Rings films. And they are all fucking awesome. Uh, I, I, you forget how good they were because I had recently watched the Hobbit movies and those were so awful that you go back and watch these and you're like, what the fuck happened here? How did this disconnect, you know, between these, these two sets of movies happen? Um, it also made me realize that, like, you know, it's a good contrast uh, for what we're going to be talking to later with, like, Justice League when you have, like, a four-hour movie that probably should be four hours. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, I legit so I thought that was Return of the King to end. Like, I don't think I've ever right. seen the four-hour version. And I was, like, checking, like, man, I hope there's a lot left. And I was, like, three, three and a half hours in. And I was, like, legit bummed. There's only, like, You're 30 like, oh, minutes no. left. I'm like, man, Justice League, <laughs> however, complete opposite. Yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, I did watch uh, King Kong versus Godzilla, uh, but um, I think we'll save that for the next episode. Um, so I got some thoughts on that. One thing I did start that I'm like hooked on now because I got HBO max is the Harley Quinn, uh, cartoon show. 
Yeah, Val it was is, saying that was the. She said the first season was really good, but not the second. The second one's okay. The first one is like fucking mind blowing. It is so violent and so vile. There's like, like limbs and broken bones being torn off, and fuck, 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 swearing left and right all over the place. The things that, um, that uh, Warner Brothers or DC allowed these people to do in this cartoon is insane. Like characters are being killed off left and right, heads being blown off. But it's all a comedy, and it is fucking funny as hell. I love it. I'm, like, hooked on it. I haven't finished season two yet. I'm still working through it. But um, it's good. I can't wait to watch more. So other than that, I think that's all I've been getting to. Uh, I do have news, but since the news theme will not play. Oh, no. <laughs> well, oh, I can, I, oh, geez, there we go. I could get it to play on my end. But I'm the only one who gets to enjoy it. Is it done? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm the only one that gets to enjoy it. I guess the audience, but who cares about that? No. Um, so what do we got in the news here? Uh, let's see. Um James Gunn's Suicide Squad, speaking of Harley Quinn and DC Comics stuff, uh, they released an, a full trailer, and um, it, it looks great, but as uh, George pointed out on the UHM message board, there's like a fraction of uh, a faction of people that are shitting on it and say, we don't want this movie, we want to like restore the Snyderverse, and it looks like a terrible Marvel joke fest, and I'm like, did you guys watch this fucking trailer? Like, it looks great. I don't know what people are talking about. Just people like to crap on anything that's popular. I guess. I don't know. I'm excited for it. I love James Gunn. I think he's the perfect fit for the Suicide Squad idea, because it's a really dumb idea. Then use someone who makes, like, really dumb, funny movies. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe that's just me, but it makes sense. Um, But other than that, Shane, you had a whole... um bevy of trailers you wanted us to go over, right? I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did send uh, trailers for us to watch, so I assume you did. <laughs> Alright, well, we'll talk about one of them. Uh, a trailer for Saw Spiral came out. Oh, those trailers. Hold on a minute. Yes. Hold on a fucking minute. Um... <laughs> no, Shane, let's let Shane go back and ago, look man. up well, <laughs> I mean, you always yell at me for not watching them. Now you only remember sending them. I don't. I don't remember sending them. Where are they? Hang on, I'm just scrolling through the messages. Yeah, well, let, let's go back and scroll through. Mike, did, uh, what did you think of the Saw Spiral trailer? I mean, I've seen all the Saw movies. I'll watch it, but I think it's, I don't know. It seems odd. I mean, I think Chris Rock's a really odd choice for the I, I am having a hard time keeping it together, you know, and being like, oh yeah, this is going to be a serious movie. Yeah. And Chris Rock is the lead. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like Samuel I Jackson can't, too. I can't, I can't get past Chris Rock in Dogma. Like, big titted women don't just fall out of the sky, you know. I can't I can't get past that. Yeah. It, I don't know. I, I don't know that I've seen him in a serious role. Yeah, I've never seen him in a serious role. This has got to be completely new. And like Mike said, when Sam Jackson showed up, I'm like, come on. Like, 
he looks like he came off of the set for Shaft. He's in the police station. He's looking like a badass. And I'm like, okay, is this like Shaft meets Saw? Like, what's going on here? I, I'm just having trouble finding why they even decided to make it. Unless it's like a, a Chris Rock passion project that he really wanted to star in something like this. Other than that, like the, the last one that came out, I mean, the, the prequel was kind of... Yeah. I haven't even watched that. Wait, that was a prequel? Yeah, was remember it? the ending? It revealed, I never saw it. Oh, the, the very ending revealed itself to be a prequel. A kind of oh, final... thanks for spoiling it, Final Mike. destination to all of us. Uh, spoilers off of we all six, know how five six year old movie. <laughs> well, I never watched it because, like, by the time I finished the rest of the Saw movies, you're just, I'm like exhausted. Like, uh, I just I don't want any more. I don't want any more of these. I still and then say, Odie's here. I still say the best Saw movie was the first movie. I enjoyed Saw movies. No, for me, Saw was original. It was fresh. It was new. We'd never seen anything like it before, and I just thought it was fucking amazing. The storytelling, the gritty look of it, how it was just everything that was going on in the film. It got you thinking, and you know, it's one of those rare occurrences where. I actually sat there shouting at the TV, shouting at the characters, you know, because I got so embroiled in the story and it got to the end. And that ending still fucking gets me to this day. You know, it, it's been a few years since I've watched it and I can guarantee if I was to watch it tonight, that ending would still fucking get me. Yeah, and that's the problem. Like, the first one is so... It was made on, like, a budget of nothing. Yeah. And then the second and third one, I which I still really like, they like up the gore with it. And having a mainstream horror movie like that with so much gore was awesome to see. But then yeah. like after that, it's literally just the same thing every movie. And then now you have Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson just going to be swearing and trying to make probably like little wisecracks throughout the whole thing. And what's it what's it really going to bring to the table? Honestly. But maybe this is the change the series needs, though. Like, like we said, it was so done a million times over. Maybe this is the okay. We're going a completely different direction, or it's not, and it's the same movie again. I don't know. I guess we're gonna have to find out. Yep. Uh, let's see the other trailers you had there, Shane. Uh, you had one for Bloodthirsty. Bloodthirsty. Which was, from what I understand, about like lesbian werewolves or something. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Hang on, let me see if... Right, because obviously oh, I am being my friend at the moment. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that looks like... I'll watch it. Yeah, um, I could go for a werewolf movie. It's been a while since we had a decent one. Um, Gray is an indie singer who... Oh, yeah, is having visions that she is a wolf when she gets an invitation to work with... Notorious music singer Vaughn Daniels at his remote studio in which she begins to find out who she really is. Right. Yeah. It's got Lauren Beatty, Greg... What a name. Greg Brick. Um, <laughs> Greg Brick. It's spelled B-R-Y-K. It's still mm, that's Greg fake. Brick. And Michael Ironside. 
Michael Ironside's what? in it? I didn't even notice that. He plays Doctor right. Swan. So it's got to be right. worth it. Just now I got to watch it. Yeah, right. Now now I definitely have to watch it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but yeah. Yeah, but it looks so, different. I'm, I'm down for it. Oh, yeah, like it's... lesbian werewolves who like to sing. Like, I'm down. Like, why not? Yeah. Who wouldn't be down for that? I bet her music is shit. Though. Sure. Have it no, I wouldn't be down for it. Huh? Who wouldn't be down for? Oh, Adam said homophobic people wouldn't be down for watching lesbians. <laughs> Everybody's down with lesbians, even homophobes. Everyone knows that. Absolutely. As the TV show in the UK called um, Mongrel States, everybody loves a lesbian. <clears throat> so yeah, and the other one was another trailer for the Unholy, which I know we've talked about before, I'm very and it came out like two that. weeks ago. Did it, it already, well, it came out in theaters. I don't think it had a streaming release yet. No, maybe I'll watch that. This oh, yeah. Maybe I'll go to the theater. Because I've been, even though it's only PG-13, I'm still pretty pretty hyped for it. Because the yeah. plot seems really neat. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to watch that this week. I'm going to go to the theater by myself. And I'm going to watch it. Well, you got Jeffrey oh, Dean Morgan. self-theater trips. Yeah, you got Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Carrie Elwes, William Sadler. Um, those are the three big names in it. That's all you need. Yeah, yeah. Those are the heavy hitters. Yeah. Is William Sadler going to do naked kung fu? Because I feel like <laughs> that would be a selling point. I don't know, but he is playing a father. He's playing a man out of the cloth. Oh yeah, so definitely he's doing going to be naked. <laughs> definitely naked tai chi. <laughs> <laughs> Did I send them the others? I can't remember what others I said if I did. No, I think that's, that's it, Shane. It. Well, oh, okay. I was gonna say I don't we'll cut it off there. I don't even remember what I did yesterday, let alone fucking two weeks ago. And it's like you said I sent the trailers, so I was like, oh, I did. Um, <laughs> that's uh I've slept since then. Well, not much, but I've slept, you know. Great. Well let's get to our main topic, fellas. Because I feel like this is going to take a while. I've got about 75 pages of notes here. <laughs> Hand-typed, single-space. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm very excited for this because I love discussing these movies so much. Uh, since the Justice League, Zack Snyder's Justice League came out, uh, we decided we wanted to go back and cover uh, Zack Snyder's uh, DC comic movies. And, I mean, he's got some other um, other comic movies, actually, like um, 300 and didn't he have another one? Is this, what was Sucker Punch? Is Sucker Punch a comic? Yeah. I don't know. I never I never watched it. Val loves that movie. It's a good movie. It's not a bad movie at all. I watched it. I have got it on DVD. Um, yeah, I've, yeah, it's one, yeah, Sucker Punch I haven't watched for a while. I remember liking it. I've got the soundtrack. I have the CD soundtrack for it. Um, Snyder made some bangers back in the day, man. He did. Oh, yeah. Um, well, let's start off with maybe one of my favorite comic movies, uh, Snyder's Watchmen. Um, Mike, you love this one, right? Love. This is probably one of my favorite comic book movies ever. All right, you, you want to cover this one? Because I lit if you guys don't let me do Batman vs. Superman, I'm going to flip out. I mean, what do you oh. want me to, to say about it? Uh, just whatever you want to talk about it, Watchmen. Okay. I'm just going to sit back and let you talk about it because, you know. All right. 
I didn't know I was going to be talking about Watchmen. I got to like. Well, you don't have. Okay, I'll start off. So, um, the Watchmen comic book itself uh, was written by Alan Moore, one of the fucking greats ever to write any comics. And this was the comic book that sort of turned the industry on its head. I keep calling it a comic book. People are like, oh, it's a graphic novel. Shut up, nerd. It's a fucking comic book. Um, but it, it, it takes superheroes and distills them and, and like puts them into a real world scenario and like what would happen if superheroes actually exists. And the overall theme of the comic is that it would suck. It would be horrible. They'd be assholes and rapists and jerks. And the world would go to shit if these things actually happened. And, um, he sort of did this by taking a- another company's characters. So DC comics, which is like Batman, Superman, Flash, and all that. They purchased the rights to another company, Charleston Comics, and their comic characters were now property of DC. And their characters were like um, The Question, Blue Beetle, um, uh, let's see, uh, Captain Adam, um, probably a few others I'm forgetting, but like just sort of this other group of comic characters. And uh, Alan Moore wanted to take those characters and make this Watchmen story, this sort of thing where it makes them all look like assholes. And DC was like, okay, well, we love the idea, but no, you cannot use those characters because we want to use those characters for something. So instead, he took them and sort of revamped them. So the question became Rorschach. Um, The uh, Captain Adam became Dr. Manhattan. The Blue Beetle became um, Night Owl. So he sort of like just changed up a little couple things here and there, but kept the the sort of same basis of the characters and really distilled them into their their like uh, their base concept. Like Rorschach, for instance, the 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 question, the original character is sort of this like uh, libertarian uh, objectivist mindset where. You know, he's he's the one that uses his his uh, ideals and morals to like thwart crime and and confuse the criminals. And it's because of people like him that uphold society. And so Alan Moore being like super left wing and hating that type of like Thatcher-esque idea took that and turned Rorschach into like this psychopath who's who's like murdering criminals and fucking hates everyone like calls everyone a whore if they don't stand up to his his ideals um and like it just sort of distills it into its like most i guess you could say caricatured version of itself and like the blue beetle turned into like um night owl who is just this huge pussy and like would just get his ass kicked every time and you know, it, 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 everything just sort of becomes this this weird uh, shadow of itself uh, in the Watchmen world. And uh, I think Zack Snyder took that and sort of put it on the screen as best that he could. Like, he took the panels and used those as his visuals to make the movie, which is fucking fantastic. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, what else you got, Mike? I know you were, look, you were looking at some other stuff. Um, well, I mean, I just want to say that, like... I think this is one of the most, uh, what's the word? I want to say, I guess, dedicated or God, what's the word? I'm trying to think. It's very accurate to the graphic novel. Like yeah, a lot like of people, shot for shot. Yeah. Almost. Like for shot, besides the ending, which I don't mind the switch because it does make sense, I guess. But, uh, the graphic novel, 
ending is hysterical in my opinion it's just the way dr manhattan is like okay we're gonna bring some some aliens in here and the way i don't know if it was snyder's decision to change the ending of the movie or not to just make it like atomic bombs and everything to make it simulate world war three or not but i think it was a good change um the graphic novel i mean like you said shot for shot the graphic novel had a line from dr manhattan basically saying how he was interested in humans and how he's going to make himself humans one day because he's interested in them. And it's, he said that in the movie too, I believe. And I'm just, that just blew me away. Even from the first time I read it, it just blew me away. And the, the way Snyder just brought a lot of that stuff from the graphic novel, almost all of it to the movie is just awesome. It's so well done. Yeah. And, and I think Snyder made, the changes he did make, in my opinion, benefit the movie. Like, he took some of the stuff, like with Rorschach, and he sort of, um, I'm not going to say softened him, but sort of filed the sharp edges off of Rorschach to make him more palatable. He's not as insane and as awful as he is in the comics. And um, But at the same time, he kept, like, Dr. Manhattan being this, like, no longer a part of humanity. He's a god now and it cannot connect with humanity at all. So he kept that aspect, which is fucking great. I don't know. I just think he, he sort of kept as much that he could and massaged what little parts he needed to to make it work on the big screen. All right. And when it came out, the only thing people were talking about was Dr. Manhattan's penis. Oh, it's and, that, and that was exactly <laughs> and that was exactly the point of the movie. He just doesn't care he doesn't need to right. care he just it's nothing to him and everyone's like oh yeah you see the big blue penis it's like well who cares i so, care yeah <laughs> I, don't know. I, I mean i love this movie so much i uh i saw it in theaters i love the extended version of it and the intro and the way snyder brought in a lot of the music and the slow motion effects back yeah, then so I watched this again, Mike, and I will say I had a more negative effect to the slow motion after having watched three other Snyder movies. Oh, see, you don't do <laughs> I, I, I know, but, like, I love The Watchmen so much. I think it works so good in that aspect. But, like, after having seen all these movies, and then this was the last one I watched, I went back and, like, I didn't even watch the whole thing. I went, like, halfway through. But, like, you see the slow motion, you're just like, oh, does this need to be in slow motion, Zach? <laughs> I think it does. I think but it works super well. It works better than the other movies, in my opinion. Oh, for sure. But, yeah, but yeah it's great. Yeah, um, it's some easily stuff... one of Snyder's best movies, in my opinion. I, I love I think it's, it's also beautiful, and that's something I want to make sure that, like... The everything in this movie is absolutely gorgeous. Every shot is not just like an excellent adaption of the comic. It is beautiful. Like everything looks great. The colors, the lines, the costumes, except for maybe uh, Night Owls. That's a little, <laughs> little dicey on that. I, I, um, I would also I think say that oh, works. No, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. I was going to compliment on the choreography as well. Oh, yeah. If, if there's anything Zack Snyder knows how to do, it's make a fight scene. Because you're, like, saying how beautiful it is. And, you know, most of the fight scenes in that movie are not completely filled with edits. Like, everything Marvel's done. So, I just... Yeah. Man, it's just... Oh, man. It's so good. I love this movie. I genuinely do. 
<clears throat> I still need to get hold. I still need to watch the director's cut or the ultimate cut. So I was looking. Um, I was just looking online um, on IMDb because the ultimate cut is like three hundred and fifteen minutes long, or something like that. Yeah, I was surprised that HBO doesn't have the ultimate cut on there, which was a little disappointing. I thought they would have it on there, um, but I mean, they have the regular version, which is fine. Um, but yeah, the ultimate, it's great watch, and they they reincorporated stuff, an entire plot line they took out of the the theatrical cut with the the kid reading the tales of the black freighter and um that that story is that like awesome gruesome like easy comics tales from the crypt type stuff and i so i love how they sort of put the motion comic thing into that into the movie i'm surprised that they don't have i didn't see i have got the dvd of it so i haven't watched it on hbo max i'm so very surprised that they don't have extended cut either yeah yeah i was shocked that was like, great, now I gotta go get my DVD. And at that point, I didn't want to go upstairs again, so it was too late. I had to watch the theatrical. It's too late. I've got the Blu-ray. I've got the Dr. Manhattan case. And that doesn't have the extended? No. Huh. Let me have a look, see if it's online. Can't afford the I'm book. sure it's somewhere. Yeah, Amazon probably yeah, I can't afford it. to buy it, but, you know. Um... Yeah, so Watchmen so, yeah. is fantastic. If you haven't seen Watchmen, I would go watch it immediately, because I think it's one of Snyder's best movies next to, like... Would you say watch the movie first or read the comic first? Uh, Well, it sucks to say, but I would say watch the movie first and then go to the comic. I, I, I read the graphic novel before I saw the movie. But, yeah. I mean, it depends. I mean, if you like to read, then go read the graphic novel. But if you <laughs> if you don't have patience to read a graphic novel, then uh, watch yeah. the movie. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think... What's that, Shane? Um, I've just found um, the ultimate cut for £8.75, and I'll get it by the 19th. I'll get it by next week. There you go. There you go. So, mine... Just bought it. <laughs> yeah, I, in my opinion, this is one of the best. Okay, yeah. I know, right? It's one of the best comic movies, and it is definitely one of the best comic books, like the graphic is, novel. I've wondered, right? I've got, I've got the Doctor Manhattan version, right, or the DVD or the Blu-ray. Sorry, and it's in the shape of Doctor Manhattan's head. And it's the same as the UK Blu-ray, the first Blu-ray that came out. And I've not seen the Ultimate Cut cheap anywhere. And the fact that the version I've just bought is a European disc, is a European version. So, oh, Thursday, I'll be getting it. I'll get it Thursday instead. Even better. Four days. That's ages away for Amazon. Yeah, but it's coming from somewhere. Yeah, I, I mean. So the way you were talking about, uh, Ryan, if you should watch the movie or read the book, I think the movie also um, really emphasizes a lot of the scenes. Like, uh, two that come into thought is when, like, the birth of, of Dr. Manhattan... And the scientist is stuck in that room and he's slowly getting like energized and everything. The music in the background for that 
awesome. Yeah. And same thing for when Dr. Manhattan just kind of fucks off to Mars. And yeah. he's like, he's like, I'm sitting here on Mars. Think, and it's just like the the background music to that. It's just I'm getting goosebumps literally just talking about because <laughs> those two <laughs> scenes alone this... are incredible. And that's the yeah. entire movie. It's this. He has this amazing like score to it that uh, makes every scene just that much better. And I think you miss that from the graphic novel. I think yeah, I, I could I could see that, but at the same time, as someone that loves reading like comic oh, yeah, book type sure. stuff, it like it, it if you're gonna read one comic book like this, I'm not gonna say maybe it's the only one, but if you're gonna read five comic books, this has to be one of them, right? So, yeah, I love it, absolutely love it, great movie, uh, cemented Zack Snyder after it was like this dawn of the dead in 300 i was like this guy knows what the fuck he's doing yep and what's really funny you know the dead was his first major movie role uh directing role all he'd done before was like short uh, animated shorts or like short movies and videos what before yeah. what this that was it. before he did dawn of the dead oh i thought you said the watch i was like what Yeah, I mean, he just kind of yeah. jumped right into Dawn of the Dead, and then he just made, like, three amazing movies. Yeah. So good. Awesome. That's All right, it. boys, let's move on Let's move on to the next one. Hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah, what was your other thoughts, Shane? I, I cut you off at the end there. I mean, I've got Adam around here, and Adam hadn't actually seen the new Dawn of the Dead before until he came around there the other night, and I was like, I'm in the mood for watching Dawn of the Dead. He was like, I've never seen that, and I was like, enjoy you know, and that was about it. So it's, it was just really cool to watch it again. But yeah. Oh, so you so you watched Dawn of the Dead in preparing for this? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Excellent work. Yeah, because I forgot to I forgot to get copies of Man of Steel and um, Batman vs Superman. Um, you want to talk about Man of Steel first, then? I think we're going to have to. we got to go in order on these boys, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah talk Man of Steel. Because, I mean, we can just bypass 300 for the time being. Oh, we're not doing all Zack Snyder movies. We're just doing a Super Yeah, I was just going to do his DC movies. Yeah. I believe 300 is um, Dark Horse. Yeah, I think, I think so. <laughs> right, well, while you're it's been a while since that, I've that. While you're doing that, I'm going to... Um, Put your, put your mic on mute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put, I'm gonna well. let uh, Ziggy take over. Yeah, I'll do that as well. I'll um see you in a bit. Okay. Well let's talk Man of Steel, Mike. Sure. Um Alright, so the I think the more interesting part of Man of Steel is sort of like the behind the scenes of how they made this movie and why I don't know, I guess why they made it. Um, up to this point, they had been developing three or four other Superman movies that all fell through. They had, they were going to do like the death of Superman at one point and that one fell through. Then they were doing one that Kevin Smith wrote, uh, the one with Nicolas Cage, Superman lives. And then that one fell through. And then they were going to do one called Superman Unbound. I think it was called. And that one fell apart, and then they were doing a different Batman versus Superman, and the script was floating around, and they couldn't get that together, and then they were going to do Justice League Mortal, 
and and tax benefits in Australia made that movie fall apart. So they were like, what the fuck? They had finally made Superman Returns um, with, what's his name, Brendan Routh. And that was basically just another Christopher Reeves movie without Christopher Reeves. And they, uh, they for some reason, like, they, they couldn't get a Superman movie made. They kept dumping millions of dollars into it. So finally, I guess after Christopher Nolan had finished his Batman movies, they were like, can you please help us make a Superman movie? And he's like, okay, I'll step out as a producer, but I'm not directing. I don't want to make another one. Hmm. And they said, that's okay. We got Zack Snyder. And, you know, went to him, and he was willing to do it. So him and Christopher Nolan essentially teamed up to make this movie, um, Man of Steel. And they sort of took this approach where they wanted, I guess, uh, a more realistic tone, sort of almost like one that would kind of fit with, like, the Christian Bale Batman. Not that that was ever their plan to team him up, but I think they were kind of trying to keep it in in more of a real-world scenario. Like, Superman shows up. And this is the first crazy thing that's ever happened on this planet, or or whatever. At least that's how it's portrayed in the movie. Um, so I thought that that's kind of interesting that they just could not get Superman right, and you know they came out and put this one out. And basically, it's a Superman origin story. You know, Superman, Krypton, Krypton explodes. They send the kid to Earth. He grows up, and he's learning to become Superman in this movie and sort of have his first adventure. And I think that's actually a really good move for trying to, like, launch your new universe or whatever you want to call it. I think you that's have a great to. starting point. You have to. Yeah. Like, the first Marvel one was Iron Man. And not that Iron Man's a big deal in the Marvel universe. I mean, he is in, you know, the, now in the, in the movie universe. But at the time, Iron Man's like, who gives a shit? But if you have a good first story that, like introduces the character yeah that's a kicking off point that's where you could go okay now we can move forward with all this other nonsense once you sort of get the idea of it um the movie itself i mean this is of, of like the the dc universe or whatever you want to call it the Snyderverse or whatever the fuck it is this is one of my favorites um i think it works the best out of a lot of these that being said, I'm not a big fan of a lot of them. So uh, I, I think this one is one of the better ones because there are some aspects of it that are so fucking good and work so well. Like, I think in this, I love Henry Cavill as Superman. I think he does so good. And, you know, where you have that one scene of him coming like out of the water without the shirt on and he's like stealing somebody's pants. And I'm like, holy shit, I'll give Henry Cavill my pants. <laughs> yeah, and I was reading up on it on IMDb, and he wanted to be all natural for that. He refused oh to take God. any, like, testosterone or any steroids. He's like, I'm just going to just go super hard. And I, I, he is. He's awesome. I just love that guy. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm gay. I'm just saying I'm not that straight. Oh, yeah, dude, Henry Cavill, I, <laughs> in a heartbeat. He's a PC gamer and everything, like, for sure. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'm, bi- I'm biting my bottom lip right now. <laughs> I always... uh, so, yeah, po- very positive I am on this one. Yeah, I, I like it, too. Um, I wouldn't say I'm, like, overly positive of it. I think it's a good movie. I don't think that... Um... See, it's kind of hard because it's an origin story. 
So right. it's like, how great can it really be? Like, I've heard the story so many times. and But it's done very well. You've got a great cast. Oh, yeah. I mean, Unbelievable. It, Russell Crowe. Yeah, Russell Crowe. Michael Shannon as Zod was awesome. I love Michael yes. Shannon. Got Diane Lane and Russell Crowe. It's like Christopher Maloney's in it. <laughs> you know, like, a... Come on. <laughs> you know I'm a big SVU fan, so when I see Christopher Maloney, I'm all on that. Yeah. I'm like, yes. <laughs> and Henry Cavill just knocks it out of the park of Superman. I, he's awesome. I think he's probably my favorite Superman. My favorite Superman. Uh, visually, yes. I don't know that I love his version of Superman, and that may not necessarily be because of him. What do you mean? I mean, more story-wise. Mm-hmm. Like, I I don't I don't really love his... He, he doesn't have the optimism and hope that I want from a Superman, personally. Like, a Batman? Yeah, I want, like, a depressing, asshole, gross Batman. Like, yes, that's what... One who's like, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing, but I'm going to I'm gonna do what I have to do. You know, I don't need that on Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Superman, I want him to like, you know, I don't know, stand up and save the kittens from the trees and do all the dumb shit that fucking uh, Christopher, uh, Christopher Reeves doing. <laughs> yes. Like, I love that. It's so goofy and stupid, but you're like, okay, yeah. Like, I know this guy's going to take the time. That, like, if a building is collapsing, he's going to try to get everyone out of the building first. I do want to say <laughs> Margot Kidder over Amy Adams any day. Oh, 70s Margot Kidder? Yeah, dude. Come on, man. Are you serious? <laughs> I mean, Amy Adams in a bathtub, very oh, nice. Oh, absolutely. But Margot Kidder. Margot Kidder, crap. man. She's just got it. She is Lois Lane in my eyes. I, I like that Margot Kidder's an asshole. I think that makes her a better Lois Lane. Oh yeah, <laughs> it like whip. She's sarcastic, yeah, <laughs> like a dick. <laughs> she like treats Christopher Reeve like crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that. I love Chris Maloney. I mean, I'll tell you one thing I hate about this movie, and I actively hate it. I hate Kevin Costner's uh, pocket, like. I think he is one of the worst parts of the movie, not as an actor, again, as the way it's written. Like, there isn't, I can't picture in my mind a scenario where, like, Pa Kent tells Superman to maybe let a bus full of kids drown. Like, that one scene, I was like, uh, excuse me? Did you say maybe let them drown? He would never say that. I mean, I see, I'm not a huge, like, comic book guy, so I, I don't really know how he would be in the comics or anything. But I kind of get where he, what he was coming from. You know, he's trying to protect his new alien son. Right, it's it's more a selfish maneuver, right. and that's not Pac Kent style. In my opinion. Again, these are characters, you can make with the characters do whatever you want them to do. This isn't the same Pa Kent that I'm thinking of in my head. Mm. You know, when I think of the Superman in the cartoons or the comics or whatever, Pa Kent's this, like, he's the he's the one who bestowed Superman with his moral outlook on life. So Superman would give everything for anyone, no matter what. But this Pa Kent's like, well, if it's going to inconvenience you, then no, maybe don't save a busload of kids. I do have to say that tornado scene. Uh, oh what, Henry Cavill's awesome in it. But, like, Kevin Costner just standing there with his 
arm up while a tornado just eats them. Like, that was a little goofy. <laughs> right? And it works so much better. And, you know, the other pocket death scenarios is like he dies of a heart attack, you know? Yeah. Or, or whatever, like a stroke or something. And that's like the lesson Superman learns that no matter how much power he has, he can't save everyone. But if he gets sucked up by a tornado... You know, it's like, okay, well, he definitely could have saved him. Exactly. <laughs> he just told him not to. No, no, don't save me, son. It will slightly inconvenience you. <laughs> Other than that, I, I mean, I really I really dig the movie. I like it a lot. But yes. uh, I do think um, that the, uh, I guess, destruction was a little much between General Zod and him. They were just like, that's, a, that's one thing I really don't like in superhero movies. Uh, that and um, when they're fighting just loads and loads of all these enemies that don't mean anything, like uh, Justice yes. League. I, I completely agree. Justice League and Avengers. Yeah, um, it's just like... What's it? The, not Endgame. What's the other one? The Infinity War. Yeah. Like, it's just like armies of things you could just wipe away. Yeah, they're just nameless. You know nothing bad is going to happen to the protagonists. Mm -hmm. And it's just it's just action scene after action scene. There's a light that beams up into the sky. It's We get it. But like the General Zod and Superman fight in this movie, how they're just throwing each other into buildings and it happens in every superhero movie. Like, okay, yeah, he threw him into a brick wall and he just, you know, sits there. And he doesn't. It's, what's the point of showing him get thrown into a brick wall? If it's not going to hurt him anyway, like it doesn't. I don't know. That's just. It's in every single superhero movie. <sighs> this the stuff I liked more in this one was in like Smallville. I mean, I know they blew up Smallville and whatever, um, but 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 when there's all the General Zod's minions are like fighting the army and fighting Superman at the same time. And you've got, like, Chris Maloney trying to unload a fucking handgun <laughs> into this, like, I forget what her name is, this, the the evil superwoman girl. And he's just like, pop, 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 pop. Yeah. And she just comes right up to him. You're like, that is fucking awesome. Yeah, I love stuff great. like that. That part's awesome. He, like, sacrifices himself and he fucking, that was awesome. Yeah, that's good. So I, a lot of stuff that I like in that. Um, the, the other negative thing I'll say in the movie itself is, um... When so Superman kills the bad guy at the end, right? Right. I don't have a problem with that. The only thing I have a problem with is why is it a big deal if he kills the bad guy at the end? They make a big deal out of it, like, oh no, S Superman's super upset because he had to kill him. Why? They never set up that Superman wasn't going to kill somebody. You have to you have to set that up first. You have to say, I'm not going to stoop to your level, Zod, and then Zod forces him to. And then he's like, fuck, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that would be much bigger. Uh, but he, they never did that. Like, when Zod came to his mom's farm and started, like, throwing cars into the, into the house and whatever, he grabs him and he just starts wailing on him. Like, he's like, going to knock his head off. And you're like, okay, that's awesome. You can see this is an emotional Superman. He's not going to put up with this shit. And at the same time, then he kills him at the end. You're like, yeah, that's it. I killed him. Done deal. But they tried to make it a big deal, like it's this horrible thing that Superman had to go through. And I'm like, you got to set it up if you're going to do that. It, it, you don't set it up, you don't get the payoff. That's just the way it is. Yeah, and there were, you could tell Zod was trying to uh, convince Superman to go on his side, and I think Superman wanted Zod to, you know, see that Earth isn't as bad as he thinks it is, and 
I guess they were trying to go for a arc where Superman is trying to like save Zod in a way, but you know, Superman didn't care about throwing Zod into buildings filled with people. Right. He murdered a trillion possible Kryptonians by crashing the ship, right? Right. Like, okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's yeah, you're right. That didn't make much sense. Anyway, and 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 that's you know, that's what he does. That's cool. Um I had something else I was gonna say, something else about this movie. There's something else I liked and something. Oh, I, I liked again. It's another Chris Maloney scene. It's like how he has this like weird sexual tension with the alien girl. <laughs> I, I I don't know. It cracks me up every time, and I'm like, I love it. I just love little things like that, and I think that's the kind of stuff you need in the movie to uh, I don't know to have fun with it. I, I guess stuff like that I think is more entertaining and memorable mm-hmm. than like how many buildings he threw Zod through. And can we talk about how Amy Adams has kind of got, you know, she got, like, kicked from the ship and she survives, you know, after Christopher <laughs> Maloney, like, and I found some of that stuff's a little goofy. Like, Superman could be in the middle of a fight, but he hears Lois Lane go, ah, and he just, like, drops what he's doing and he goes to, like, save her. Yeah, but what are you going to do? I mean, that's Superman. He's going to save Lois Lane. Yeah, but Christopher Maloney's. You'd crash the whole ship. <laughs> oh, I would have rather saved Christopher Maloney if, if I knew how this is all going to turn out. <laughs> <laughs> I would have definitely rather had more Maloney. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's great. That's fucking great. So, yeah, I like this one. Uh, I There are problems with it I have, but it's there's nothing that's like... I, I do not actively hate the movie. I There are some choices I wish they didn't make, but I think it's a, a decent setup. Like, you can go from here and make a ton of great movies. You know, I, I sort of have, like, minor complaints with this. Oh, the other thing I... Not that I dislike, but... I mean, the movie is kind of gray. And for a Superman movie... Like, if it, it the same color scale on a Batman movie makes sense. Again, like, Batman and Superman aren't the same. I want dark gritty gross batman i want like bright optimistic you know superman in the bright blue sky and coming down and saving the day i don't know no i agree it, it makes the two of them stand apart so that the next movie you have when they're fighting you have two completely opposing sides yeah but yeah i don't know is shane shane are you still there are you back I am back. I've just had the mic muted because Adam's running himself a bath. Gotcha. Yeah, so... Um, so have you seen Man of Steel? I haven't. I haven't. Not yet. Oh, man. See, this is what I was trying to... This is what I said earlier. This week, I've not had the chance to watch Man of, Man of Steel or Batman. <laughs> Uh-oh. Hang on, there's a, there's a dog outside and Odie's aware of it. Get downstairs. Go. Go. Get downstairs. All right, I got him. <laughs> Sorry, guys. What were we saying, Shane? Yeah, um, yeah, I've not had the chance to watch either of them this week. I was hoping to, though, but just not had the chance. Um, a, I've not had the money this week to actually buy copies of the films, and I wasn't entirely sure if I wanted to buy them, if you know what I mean. Ah. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Oh, yeah, we're definitely going to get to that. Well, I mean, I would probably give this first movie like a 6 out of 10. Man of um, Steel. You probably you sound like you you liked it more than I did though. I'm I, watching it again, so I was I used to be around there, Mike. But watching it again, I, I might go into seven. I actually had a an entertaining time watching it this time. I mean, yeah, like I said, there's stuff I don't like, but overall, I liked the movie. I think even more than the, I I probably seen this two maybe three times. So it, it's grown on me. I'd say more than it has deteriorated. Which is more than I could say for Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, colon, Ultimate Edition. I don't know, I gotta say, I like Batman v Superman better than this. Get the fuck out I'm of here. I'm serious. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking murder you. <laughs> I watched it. If you, wanted to, if you want to talk about it and do the setup, I'll, I'll explain. <clears throat> okay. Alright, I'm not gonna go through what the whole movie is. I do have a ton of stuff typed out on this one. Um... But Batman versus Superman. Oh my God. All right. This movie, in my opinion, is the worst Zack Snyder movie. What? I haven't seen I haven't seen Sucker Punch. I have not. Um I actively hate this movie. Oh my god. In a way that like I first watched it and thought, oh, I don't like it, but it's not the worst thing ever. And upon repeat viewings, not only do I think it is absolutely horrible, but I think also, and I'm going to be completely honest, the fan base for this movie are maybe some of the worst people on the planet. <laughs> I'm not directly pointing at you, Mike. Oh, I know, but it's so dramatic. <laughs> They're awful people. They really are. <laughs> well, go on. Explain. Uh, all right. <laughs> so, Batman v... Let me, let me go through the positives, okay, Mike? Okay. The stuff I actually do like in this movie. Um, one, I believe, visually, the movie is almost on par with Watchmen in terms of how good it looks. Um, the way the bat technology or whatever, the way Superman looks, the Kryptonian stuff, things are shot very well. They look good. And I think that's one thing Zack Snyder always does is he makes the movies look great. I think man of steel did not look as good as this movie looks. I think Ben Affleck is fucking awesome. I think he's an excellent Batman and an excellent Bruce Wayne. Um, is he better than Christian Bale as Batman? Yes, definitely. Oh, as wow. Bruce Wayne, eh, meh, I kind of like uh, I kind of like um, Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne a little better. Um, but he is good. I think. Let's see what else do I like in this movie. Oh wow, that's a very short list. <laughs> uh, Wonder Woman is great. Absolutely. Yeah, I love her. I love her action scenes that when that come in. I like that she's this movie introduces. She's not just like I don't know some Amazonian. I'm strong and punch stuff. Like she's actually like stealing shit and being like crafty and spy like. And I fucking love that. That's a great take on the character. Um, what Perry White? Awesome. Lawrence Fishburne is really good in this. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Oh, oh, uh, Jeffrey, uh, Jeffrey Irons, or no, Jeremy Irons. That's Jeremy, what I Irons yeah. Jeremy Irons, best Alfred. 
End of sentence. Wow. Incredible. Even better than that old dude that's in all the other Batman movies. Uh, Jeremy Irons is definitely my favorite Alfred. I love that he's sarcastic and he's sick of fucking Bruce Wayne shit. Yeah, dude. As you as you would be. 20 years of dealing with this bullshit, you're going to be sick of it. So uh, that's the positives I have. In total, I hate the plot structure. I hate the editing. I uh, I hate the plot more than any of the other movies combined. I think um, Lex Luthor is the worst comic book character ever to be put on screen. Uh, Doomsday was the dumbest idea to waste in this movie, to completely waste the idea of the death of Superman to accomplish nothing. Um, I hated the entire subplot of Lois investigating the magic bullet, and I hated the idea that, uh, mercenaries would be able to frame Superman by shooting people. And, I mean, I don't know. Uh, the Jar of Piss. There's a Jar of Piss in the movie, which normally would be a positive. But I don't feel this helps the movie at all. That's how bad this movie is. A Jar of Piss won't save it. I don't know, Mike. You gotta tell me what you like, because I can't even... Okay, I'm, so... I'm struggling here. I actually have the book, The Death and Life of Superman, but I've never read it. And Really? Yes. I, I know, like, the basics, how, like, Doomsday is the one that kills... <laughs> Superman and everything, and how it was a huge deal, huge, huge deal of, at the time. Media, Mike. The me- I'm talking real world media. Like CNN is carrying the stories about the death of Superman. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like I understand it was such a, an enormous deal at the time, and yeah, they did like dumb it down for this. Um, but what? It's funny because I actually like this more than you, but I disagree with a lot of your likes. Like I don't like Alf. Affleck as uh, Bruce Wayne. I'm shocked. I thought he did. Uh, well, Bruce Wayne, like I said, I was kind of lukewarm in the Bruce Wayne part. I thought his Batman was excellent. I like his Batman. I think his Bruce Wayne is very, it just looks like he doesn't care. I don't know if they were going for, he's like dark and brooding and depressed. And it's been like 20 years and everything. But I just feel like Affleck didn't look like he gave a crap. Don't this goffs, man. Dark and brooding for twenty years. It's oh. a logical choice. Yeah. But if you want to take if you want to take this Bruce Wayne as a goth, Shane, you don't want him in your group. No. <laughs> but I he's like... he's a meathead. He's he's a yeah. CrossFit meathead. And it's it like there's a lot of things I really loved about it. How he was gearing up for the fight against Superman. He was like working out, and he was and he still just got the shit kicked out of him anyway. Um. But he had all these little traps and everything. It reminded me of like what something Batman would do. And uh Oh, I disagree so much. <laughs> but I, I did um I thought the plot was cool. Like I said, as I say in every comic book thing, I'm not a huge comic book guy. So I think the plot in this made sense in reference to the first movie. How Batman thinks that this alien shouldn't be you know, he, he blames him for a lot of the deaths and everything. While Superman, Clark Kent, he's like, well, I don't really approve of this masked vigilante doing his own thing. And they kind of just, like, hate each other, which I thought was kind of neat. Um, that would work if Superman wasn't a murderer. <laughs> and, yeah, Batman, like, kills people in this. I was a little shocked by that. I'm I'm okay with that. 
Uh, if you had set up that Batman wasn't a murder previously, like a picture is seen that takes place 10 years before this movie and like Batman's whatever, rescuing a kid from, I don't know, Two-Face or the Riddler, whoever, doesn't matter. And it's like a little five minute scene where he jumps in and he disables all the, all the guards. Nobody dies. They're all tied up and, uh, he saves a kid and then like whatever, Two-Face is going to fall off a cliff or something, and he saves him, and he's like, I'm not letting anyone die. And then it's you show him turning into a murderer. Yes, that's great. That's an active path, path for him to be redeemed towards the end of the movie. But again, they don't set up that he has a problem with killing people. So, like, when they introduce Batman as a murderer, you're like, yeah, okay, this is a Batman who murders. Why do I care? Yeah. Like, was he not a murderer? You have to tell me that. Right. I mean, I do appreciate that they didn't give us another Batman origin story. I was, Oh, no, I don't want that. I'm I agree. I don't want that. Beyond done with that. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I really like this movie. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know what else to say. I think it was, you know, Henry Cavill's great in it. Uh, oh, no. He's, this is his worst. I, I, I liked it. I liked a minute. I I don't know. Maybe I've only watched it once. I only watched it for the first time a couple days ago. So maybe I'm still living the high of it. Um, but I thought the introduction of Wonder Woman was great. I didn't need a, 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 an intro film to it. You know, they Agreed. they sprinkled uh, Barry Allen into there and Cyborg into there, Ugh. and I was like, that's pretty. Ugh. What? You mean what? That time Wonder Woman opened an AOL Instant Messenger link to the <laughs> press trailers. For fucking the next four DC movies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The most embarrassing world building anyone's ever done yeah, in, a, in a movie chain. That was bad. And I gotta say, though, I hate, and I've said this before, before I've even seen this, Jesse Eisenberg is one of the worst actors. I can't stand him. And this Lex he's Luthor... He's the worst part of the movie. He, Lex Luthor sucks. Every time he's on screen, it's so cringy. And I, I have to blame the writing, for sure. Yeah, I, right. It's not technically his fault. Yeah. I mean, maybe he chose to play it this way, but the writing is awful for for Lex Luthor. Yeah. Like, let me. I just want to read you. As I was watching this, I was making notes. <laughs> Please, I want to hear everything. Notepad. Say. So, like, just here's the notes while I was watching the movie. Uh, let's see here. Uh, continues the plot of. Continues the Superman plot of him questioning if he should save people because he's seen as a controversial figure. Politicians are questioning if there needs to be some oversight in his actions. Next line, my favorite character is Perry White. Lawrence Fishburne is awesome. Next line, fuck Lex Luthor. Next line, seriously, fuck Lex Luthor. Next line, ugh, this Lex speech is fucking horrible. Next line, these Lex jokes are garbage. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I only have two other notes for this movie. They're all like, fuck Lex Luthor. I hated him in this. Actively, like, did not want to see it on the screen. Uh, uh, I mean, there's so many parts. The plot of the movie is the biggest problem I have with it, okay? Mm -hmm. So in the beginning, this is here's a great part, okay? You're in Metropolis. Um, Superman's fighting Zod, and he's blowing through buildings, and they're going down. And Batman is tearing through the rubble, trying to like get to his building to save his people. That's awesome. Yeah, that was great. Okay? Great. 
The, but there was one part that was funny about that where he calls up the guy. Oh, that was horrible. <laughs> he calls up the guy and goes, get the people out of the building. And the guy goes, okay, everybody, Mr. Wayne says it's time says to leave. time to go. It's like, that. you needed that phone call? Like, there's buildings collapsing. <laughs> like, you see out his window and he's saying this, and buildings are coming down. And he's like, okay, I guess we can take an extra long break today, folks. Make sure you punch out on your way out. That was funny. That's just dumb. But I love the Bruce Wayne coming in, uh, trying to save the people, and he looks up, and you see the look in his face. And this is where I think Affleck does good. And you, you're like, okay, now I know why Batman wants to fight Superman in the whole movie. I already have his entire motivation set up in one scene, an excellent scene. You get, one, he's a hero. Two, he's going to sacrifice himself. Three, He's wants to stop this guy. He knows this guy's trouble. That's great. You have that all set up. Then you got to put in like, he has a dream and Superman's a fascist dictator taking over the world. And then he wakes up from that dream. And then there's another dream where the Flash is like, oh, you got to save Lois or something. Lois is the key. That adds zero to his motivation. It does not make him want to stop Superman more. The act of Lex Luthor blowing up Congress with a jar of piss does not drive Batman to stop Superman more. He already had the motivation. You're wasting our time by putting this nonsense in. I mean, am I wrong? Is it Does it not make sense? I don't know. I mean, um, I see where you're coming from, for sure. Lois's magic bullet means nothing, okay? That did nothing so for she, the plot. She spends the entire movie investigating magic bullet. All they had to do to make that meaningful was to explain that this special material, like whatever, I don't know, uh, it, it looks like heat vision when you shoot somebody with it, or it, um, it, it vaporizes when you hit it with a flamethrower. Like, anything like that, you'd be like, oh, okay, I see now. That's why he was trying to to use that to frame Superman. Otherwise, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't mean anything. They never explain what the magic bullets do. Just that they're there. And we know Lex Luthor made magic bullets. Okay, great. I don't know. Uh, the whole thing where Superman wants to stop Batman because he doesn't want a vigilante out, uh, whatever, beating up criminals and possibly killing them by branding them. As is like hypocritical because one Gotham City is exactly one loogie away from Metropolis, and Superman could stop all the crime in Gotham if he wanted, but he doesn't. And two, Superman kills people, so who gives a shit what he thinks about Batman stepping over some line? Yeah, I'm saying if you're gonna do this stuff, you have to plot it out and and set it up. So that the pieces fall into place. Um, also, Lex Luthor, he, okay, so he's got the, the, the paraplegic guy, right? Mm -hmm. And he's, whatever, having the paraplegic guy's um, checks that Bruce Wayne has been sending the guy sent back to him. And Bruce Wayne doesn't realize this because he never opens his mail or something. Um, and in the meantime, Lex Luthor is trying to get Bruce Wayne to fight and possibly kill Superman 
That's his overall plan. He knows who Bruce Wayne is. He knows who Clark Kent is. He's going to use them to fight each other, and hopefully Superman will be dead at the end of it. But he's also making a doomsday because if Batman doesn't kill Superman, Doomsday's the backup, but he was already making him. So if Batman did kill Superman, then now there's a Doomsday destroying the planet and Lex has no way to stop him. Yeah. So that doesn't really that doesn't really make sense. What I what I didn't but like he, about the whole check thing that you said was that if Lex Luthor really wanted Batman to hate Superman, why even did did Lex Luthor know that the paraplegia guy was sending the checks? Because I think he did say something that he knew. So I found that whole that I found that entire scene kind of to be a waste of time. Confusing is what it was. Yeah, like it, it was it was supposed to mean something to Bruce Wayne when he found those checks. He said, "Oh my God, these checks!" And then I think Congress blew up, or that was right when Congress blew up. Mm-hmm. Maybe he figured out, oh my god, it was Lex all along, and by then it's too late. But like at, at the point where Batman has the kryptonite, right? He's got he's got his kryptonite weapons. He made his fucking battle armor. He did so much CrossFit and hammered so many tires. <laughs> he's huge. Yeah, he's I, absolutely. I huge. read that Affleck like got down to eight percent body fat. I mean, he's completely jacked in this. Yeah, he's he's not Henry Cavill levels no. of jacked, but he's ripped. He's he's looking real good. Um, so he goes out onto the rooftops of Gotham, okay, and turns on his light. Meanwhile, Superman's out in the mountains with his ghost dad piling <laughs> rocks because he's sad about being Superman. Right. And then he hears Lois Lane being thrown off a roof. So he, it, I'm fine. That's, that's great. I, that's what Superman should do. If you hear Lois Lane throw off a roof, you go get her. So he flies down, saves Lois goes over and threatens Lex, and Lex tells him, if you don't go fight Batman, I'm going to kill your mom. And Superman's like, oh shit, alright, I guess I gotta do this. Luckily for him, Batman is already set up and ready to fight. And luckily for Batman, Lex Luthor had kidnapped Lois Lane and Superman's mom, because otherwise, Superman would have no fucking idea Batman's sitting on a roof waiting for him. Yep. There's there's no way Superman would have gone to the roof with Batman on it had Lex Luthor not kidnapped Lois Lane. So I have a fan theory why I believe Batman and Lex Luthor are in cahoots together to stop Superman. Uh-oh. That would have been interesting, right? Yeah, I, I agree. That would have been great. But, um... But as it, it doesn't make sense. I don't know. The fight itself, I wasn't a big fan of. I like What I think... When I think Batman, I liked the the first 30 seconds of the fight where Batman's got, like, the supersonics and he's got, like, a Gatling gun or whatever and he's got, like, a couple tricks he's trying to throw at Superman. He throws out, like, the, the gas grenade and Superman can't find him. That's all great. The problem I have is that the, the 90% of the fight is Batman hitting him with kryptonite and then just punching him in the face. Like, when I think Batman versus Superman, I want to see... You know, Superman's flying around and Batman's got whatever. He uses the the Batplane and some other tricks to, like, get him on the ground. And then 
Meanwhile, Batman's got something else set up. He's got, like, trap wires and triggers and all kinds of, you know, it's not just him fist-fighting Superman. That's not what I want to see. It reminded I me guess of I Predator. Like Schwarzenegger <laughs> making all these traps to fight the Predator. Well, if I'm watching Schwarzenegger fight somebody, I do want that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The fight underwhelmed me. I guess I just got a problem with the whole thing. And then the big stinker at the end that was just... What do you think? I was going to ask you, what do you think about the Martha thing? <laughs> oh, I didn't even bring that up. Uh, one, it's not that it's a bad... Like, it's a good way to stop Batman from killing you if you remind him that uh, his parents are the reason he's Batman. If they had a scene where Superman investigates Bruce Wayne and is like, oh, this guy's parents got killed when he was a kid, and now he's Batman. I figured out he's Batman because I'm Superman. Okay, I can use that against him. And now he can use, excuse me, this like psychology aspect of like, oh, I'm going to, you know, turn it against him. I think that would have been good, but they didn't set that up. He just randomly blurts out his mother's own name who nobody calls their mom by their name <laughs> yeah you know so he says that and Batman's like why did you say that name and then Lois Lane runs in and goes it's his mommy's name and that's, that's Don't hurt that bugged me because in the first man in well in Man of Steel Lois Lane was fine but in this and in Justice League she's just a I think it's called a MacGuffin right She's just, uh, she's always say... there. She like runs to, right. to wherever they're fighting. Even if it's like 10 miles away, she just like shows up. How about the scene where she took the kryptonite spear and threw it into water only for the next scene for her to dive in the water and nearly be killed retrieving the kryptonite spear. Right. And that, that was, that was terrible. I don't know. I just, I actively do not like this movie, Mike. Uh, I'm, I put this one squarely at like a 3 out of 10. Wow! Like, whooping it. Fuck this movie. I gave it a 7. Don't like it. Oh. <laughs> I didn't mind it. I'm sorry. Oh my god. I But oh, I, did, I did forget about the Robert Pattinson Batman coming out. What does that mean? Meaning, I don't know, I... I'm spending all this time like not really liking Affleck as Batman, but it's not going to matter anyway because Robert Pattinson's now Batman. So, well, we don't listen, Mike. We don't know the restore the Snyderverse people, as I've said, maybe the worst people in the universe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they'll get Batfleck back. He is supposed to come back in the Flash movie. Yeah, but it's not on his IMDb, which worries me. But Michael Keaton Ooh. is, so I'm, I'm going to be. Well, that's rock. all that matters. Yeah, really. exactly. But yeah, all right. All right, sorry guys. I fucking that movie is like I am fascinated by it because I really don't know how you fuck something up that bad. Something that should be so easy to make trillions of dollars, having Batman fight Superman and you blow it. Son of a bitch. Also, can I say the end of the movie when Superman's dead and Lois throws a fucking dirt on his casket? And then the dirt rises up. Which it, oh. it didn't... Well, like, why was it rising up anyway? Well, in Man of Steel, when Superman first flew, you saw the dirt rise up. Right. But even in Justice League, 
It's not like he. Well, they they did that to show that Superman's not dead. Yeah, I guess. But why eliminate your? You know, you just killed Superman. That's a big deal. Leave him that. Yeah, he's definitely dead. Everybody. And that's what. You know. That's why I know that Marvel has more balls than DC, because in uh, what was it in Infinity War? It was the first one. Infinity War is the f- right. Is that one the end game? In, in, Infinity War, Thanos just kills everybody. And Disney's like, good luck. You know what I mean? And th- th- that's how it ends. It's horrible. But in oh DC, God. you know. I wish hey. I could have seen the children crying when Superman or when Spider-Man turned to dust. Yeah. But in DC, <laughs> you know, they got to make sure it's the dirt is rising. For what reason? In Justice yeah, League, that's they, my point. They reana- it's not like he reanimated himself. Right. We know he's coming back. Everybody knows it. But yeah. just leave it. Leave it sad. Ugh, son of a bitch. Anyway, <laughs> that's my that's my fucking Batman v Superman rant. Oh, at Lawrence Fishburne, awesome. Challenge Was he me though? I, I, are you kidding me? He plays he was the great. same character in most of his movies. <laughs> him and this and then him and like say Hannibal was the same character. Hannibal? Yeah, he was in Hannibal. Show. Oh the T Oh T V show. Oh yeah. I didn't see that. I don't know. I'm just like, eh. I love, don't get me wrong, I love Lawrence Fishburne, but I wouldn't say he was awesome. I thought he was great. I would, I would, I like his, like, as, like, a guy running a newspaper. I want a team-up movie with him and what's his J.K. Face Spider-Man. Yeah, J.K. Simmons. I want the two of them to, like, that one of them buys the other one and they gotta work together. So you want, I want that movie. But Commissioner Gordon's gotta be in it, too. And J.K. Simmons plays him. Yes. So both. you're going to have to have J.K. Simmons playing both characters. And I want Lawrence Fishburne like coming in from the Matrix also. <laughs> Man, he's not going to be in the next one, too. Oh, seriously? Oh, is it like a prequel or something? No, uh, he was saying that he would came, he would have come back, but the Wachowskis never asked him. Oh. Yeah. That's, oh, I wanted to mention one more thing, Mike, I came across, and this is brilliant. It's a fan theory. <laughs> To explain Lex Luthor's motivations. Okay. And and this would make the whole fucking movie work, okay? Because it's currently, I don't believe Lex Luthor has motivations for wanting to kill Superman. What they really should have done is they should have made Lex Luthor Batman. And I don't mean, like, you know, the, the, the cape and all that. I mean, like, make him take up the Batman roles in this movie so that it's Lex Luthor being the guy who tries to save people in Metropolis... When the buildings are coming down, it's Lex Luthor who's like, I got to get those weapons. And if there's a 1% chance, it's an absolute certainty. And Lex Luthor makes a big metal suit and fights Superman with it. Like, all that stuff is great. They should have done that. I agree. That would Um, be great. But fan theory here uh, to explain Lex Luthor's motivations is that he's hired by the government to rebuild Metropolis. Okay? So his plan to send Batman, hoping it will result in a shitload of property damage. He blows up Congress that results in a shitload of property damage. And he makes Doomsday that will result in a shitload of property damage is all a way of him making those business contracts. Oh my god. That would be way better. (laughs) I'm gonna tear down this city and I'm gonna use all these superheroes to do it. That would be great. I would be so down uh, for that. Actually, speaking of the city, here's what bugs me. 
So a lot of those shots in Metropolis were filmed in Chicago. Mm-hmm. That I don't know if you remember this one building. It's like a uh, like that triangle. It had the lights on it. It's it's very prominent in Justice League, but they show the same skyline, and it's Chicago. Okay. And there's this one building that has it looks like a like a like a diamond shape. It's all lit up, and that's in Chicago. That's one of the I like worked like a, a block away from it. And the fact that they they're using the Chicago skyline as Metropolis instead of Gotham bugs the crap out of me. Wow, I could be mistaken. But that and you could tell the the main area where the ship landed, where all the the scientists are, that's Millennium Park, like straight up. Uh-huh. So that bugged me a lot. <laughs> I was wow. Like, well, Gotham is Chicago, while Metropolis is what, like New York or something? I've always assumed Metropolis is New York. Yeah. So it, I don't know. And a lot of the, like, okay. it says like they had the it looked like a Chicago cop car and it said Metropolis on it. I'm like, Why? Wait, it looked like a... What's the difference between a Chicago cop car and any other cop car? Well, the Chicago cop cars, a lot of them have, like, the, the red, white, and blue. It's... If you Google, like, a, what a Chicago cop car looks like, it's... They're pretty... It's... I don't know. If you remember, like, Blues Brothers or anything, like... Oh, <laughs> I do remember the Blues Brothers. That's, like, the color <laughs> scheme of the Chicago cop cars. And then... But on the side, it just said Metropolis. And that just... <laughs> it was pretty, uh... That's interesting because yeah, I do think of Gotham. Gotham's not like it's not New York. We know that because Metropolis is New York. It's definitely not L.A. I always think of Gotham. Yeah, it's kind of like a central. Excuse me. Yeah, maybe uh, Chicago is kind of what you're placing it as. I don't love how they're right next to each other because that doesn't make any sense. Why Gotham is this crime-ridden hellhole, and Metropolis <laughs> isn't. Yeah, that's oh. That's how Chicago is. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, there's like I when I even when I'm driving to work, I like pass by like, you know, Richie neighborhood, Richie neighborhood, hellhole, and then it goes to like hellhole, hellhole, and then it's like Richie neighborhood, Richie neighborhood. And I'm like, what the hell? Oh man! All right, all right, fellas, let's get to the main event here. Yep. And actually, Shane, I am super interested to hear your take on this, seeing as you haven't watched any of the previous films. So you've only seen Zack Snyder's Justice League, or is there other DC stuff you've seen? Well, we've mentioned the other DC stuff that that I've seen. I just didn't get around to watching Man of Steel or Batman vs. Superman. But But have you watched, like, what other ones have you watched? Like Wonder Woman, Aquaman? Yeah, yeah, I've watched those. Okay, but you just didn't see the previous films? No. Did you did you watch um, the theatrical Justice League? No, I didn't. Okay, so that's even more interesting, I think. Yeah, I, I didn't watch. And Mikey, I didn't watch the theatrical Justice League, and I have not seen Aquaman or Wonder Woman. Okay, so that's interesting. So I've seen all the all the movies, obviously, because I'm a fucking nerd. Um, so I'm I'm really interested to hear your takes on Zack Snyder's Justice League. Uh, Shane, since we haven't heard from you in like half an hour, um, what do you think of Zack Snyder's Justice League? Right. Overall, I thought it was a good movie. I did find it a very good movie. Um, I thought it was well written. Um, 
I found it to be intriguing, is one way of putting it. Um, I thought the character development was quite good in this one. Mm. Um, and judging from, because obviously I've not seen the, the original cut, um, judging from this, I thought it was, the character arcs were really good. That You know, the everything that they did with the characters I thought was well developed. It was really well done. Um, and, you know, I enjoyed it. My only gripe <laughs> with this was the fact that, yes, it was four hours long. It's four hours and two minutes long, including credits. They eat. It's like one of our podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> this one. Um, I mean, they easily could have shaved off an extra few minutes. You know, because um, some scenes, I mean, I watched the whole thing. And as much as I enjoyed it, I thought there were some scenes that could have been left. You know, just like, I think it was more pacing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it was one of those films I sat and watched it. And I'm not going to lie, I got bored. Um, about an hour and a half in, I was bored. But I carried on watching, and I thought, right, okay, you know, I'll, I'll just keep, I'll persevere with it. And then, in my opinion, it got really good towards the end. Um, the action was good, you know, it built up quite nicely. Um, it was, it was fast paced towards the end, which was, which was cool. Um, I did like spoiler alert. I did like the um, the scrap with Superman and everybody else after they'd uh, resurrected him. Um, I thought that was kind of funny because it was like, oh well, Superman's pissed off. Um, he's going to kill everyone. He, you know, and then fucking Lois Lane comes in. You know, and it's like, oh, right here we go. But yeah, I mean, um, overall, I enjoyed it. I gave it a. I think I gave it a six out of ten, seven out of ten. It was good, but it was—I just thought it was too long. I'm not too far off from you, Shane. Yeah, that's pretty much where I am too. What do you think, Mike? Um, I gave it a. What did I give it? I think I gave it a six out of ten because um, I—I didn't find the length bothered me, um, but. I feel like hmm. it's hard to explain because I, the length didn't bother me, but I was bored through it. Um, I just feel like I was waiting for more hype from it. Like, yeah, they, they, they had a whole bunch of movies before this, but I feel like that it wasn't, man, it's hard to explain. I feel like there's, there wasn't enough hype in the movie for, what was going to happen. They spent way too much time on the individual characters that I just didn't care after a while. First, you know, you deal with like Batman and then you deal with Gal Gadot, who I got to say, I loved her in this. She was great. I love the Wonder Woman arc and stuff. But every time she's on and you hear that Amazonian singing, I wanted to put a knife in my ear. (laughs) And Val, Val and I were laughing every single time because she could just be 
in the corner and you hear it's it was like come on enough right um but as to edit that you've got to have that at the start for the next episode (laughs) yeah and it's like i haven't seen aquaman or wonder woman the the solo movies i like jason momoa in this i think he's an asshole and it was great i loved uh flash in this i thought he was great and witty funny um (laughs) But I, uh, yeah, I was just bored a lot. And then towards the end where they're just fighting all those flying insects, I, I was, that's when I started going on my phone because I just didn't care. I, you know, that it's the same setup as everything else. And then you get the, uh, the nightmare dreams, like the nightmare scenarios, oh my fucking which God. I, Val was looking at me while it was happening. She goes, I think this could have been cut entirely. And I agree. <laughs> no shit. And then Amber Heard's in it, and I hate her. So yeah, right. She's Fuck shitting her. in people's beds and stuff. So yeah, I just oh. anybody that purposefully shits in a bed is a bad person. Oh, absolutely. So I just I didn't care about her at all in that. I just started going on my phone, and but yeah, it was long and boring, but I didn't have a problem with the length, if that makes any sense at all. I understand what you mean. Uh, I do want to mention while we're talking that nightmare scene, specifically, there's dialogue between Batman and, and Jared Leto's Joker, which also fucked Jared Leto because I just don't like him. I fucking hate him. Uh, so, where uh, Jared Leto is, is essentially like, oh, you wouldn't, you cared so much, but I, you let your kid die. And also, do you want to reach around hand job? And Batman responds with like, "I'll fucking kill you." Yeah, he was like, <laughs> "He's like, I'm gonna kill you, and make no mistake, I will fucking kill you." <laughs> I thought that was the best line in the whole movie. I I laughed out loud, and I remember this because I I like this was the second time I had to take a leak during the movie. So as soon as the nightmare scene, like I saw it pop up, and I'm like, oh. It, this looks like it's taking place in quote unquote the nightmare. Let me go take a leak real quick before this gets going. And I came back and I heard the uh, uh, rest assured, I will fucking kill you. And I just like fell down laughing. I'm like, what the fuck? That was the worst scene in the movie. That whole fucking thing needed to go. Yeah. Ma- useless. Absolutely useless. I actually, Time extender. I, I, yeah. I thought it was a bit useless because obviously it was the nightmare scenario or it was the nightmare realm. Um, I actually quite like seeing J- uh, Jared Leto as Joker back in it. Oh my god, Shane, are you kidding me? He's the ah. worst Joker. Easily the worst. You know, at least it wasn't fucking Suicide Squad. I mean, he's in that. He's horrible. Yeah, but he was far better in fucking Justice League than he was in Suicide Squad. Uh, I put them on the same level. Same thing. I mean, in terms of the Jared Leto performance. Uh, I did like this movie, um, not as much as I liked Man of Steel, and I liked it much more than Joss Whedon's Justice League, since you guys haven't seen that one. I heard that Dark difference... Side's not even in the Whedon cut. Not in it at all. That's insane to me. Well, so here's the thing, okay? Uh, the differences are, the big differences anyway, obviously it's shorter, duh, it played in a movie theater. Mm-hmm. Um they literally cut almost all of cyborg stuff out. There is almost no cyborg storyline, which is fucking unbelievable because 
the cyborg stuff was my favorite part of Zack Snyder's Justice League. Oh, easily. That was and I heard that the actor was very annoyed at the oh, there's a cut. huge he's he's yelling at Joss Whedon there he's fighting WB. He's been exiled from Hollywood I, because yeah. of him yeah. talking Rob uh, talking about WB, which is crazy cuz he he got dicked over in this whole thing, man. He did a great job and he was the best part of the fucking movie. Thing, in my opinion. You say that. I mean, I enjoyed cyborg scenes, but the whole business with Joss Whedon, um, apparently the way he treated staff, the way he treated the actors on the film was abhorrent. And there's been loads of revelations coming out about Joss Whedon and his previous, all the previous people that he's worked with, like on Buffy and Angel and on film set. Yeah. About how he- and I heard, I heard from an unnamed source, he helped Amber Heard take a shit in a bed. so we could toss those two the fuck out um but okay so the cyborg was gone uh there obviously there's a lot more jokes that were in the joss justice league uh flash is more goofy uh even though flash is already goofy in the snyder cut he's more goofy in the justice league um what else is the big difference right there's no there's no dark side so they do the flashback scene where you know the amazonians and all the people are fighting on earth like way in the past but it's not dark side it's steppenwolf that they're fighting hmm. so they you know the dialogue's obviously changed around some of that stuff all the wonder woman stuff with the arrow that's gone wow there. um what else what else is the big stuff that i mean I, you know if you go over individual scenes you can see little tweaks and things like that some of the basic stuff still happens. Like, the, one of the big things is he shot an entire, entirely new Batman intro where Batman's fighting a criminal in the beginning of the movie, and then a parademon shows up, and Batman attacks the parademon, and that thing explodes and leaves the marks of the mother box, and that's how Batman's like, I better start making a Justice League. There's mother boxes. And, um,. Then he goes out and searches for all the other characters. Um, what? What? Else? Oh, there's in the Justice League. They incorporated a Russian family. They made a whole subplot with this little Russian family that is in the area where Steppenwolf builds his base, and like there's like all those you know um, parademons and tendrils and stuff all over the place, and it's completely useless. It has nothing to do with the plot. Like, in a movie that's already bloated, this four-hour Zack Snyder cut, Joss Whedon decided to cut out a whole bunch of important shit, like Cyborg's storyline, and add a storyline that adds nothing to the plot. Like, all for the service of one joke line he has uh, Flash say at the end of the movie. Fucking terrible. So, this is absolutely better than the theatrical justice league version without a doubt uh but i get what you guys are saying that you were bored but the length wasn't necessarily the problem i think the pacing is the big issue in this movie and i think it's one of those scenarios where they let Zack snyder do whatever he wanted you know with in in this version i mean uh you know essentially no cutting interference and i think a lot of that would help to tighten up the movie. You know, we don't need 
to see a woman sing a fucking song and sniff Aquaman's sweater for 30 minutes. Val loved that. However long. Val was, we were watching it yesterday, and Val was like, man, I'd sniff, I'd sniff his uh, shirt because she's a huge crush on Jason Momoa. And then the actress actually <laughs> did, and we just started laughing. <laughs> I mean, it's, I'll, I'll allow the sniff, but I will not allow the song. That was Don't odd. sing the song. That, like, that part, and when Jason Momoa was going back into the sea, and it was, like, slow motion and singing, I was like, why was this put in? This part. Like, here's what I don't, what I don't get about that is, is the character there, he's building with this Aquaman, he's a drunk, he's an asshole, and he, he doesn't want, he's stuck between humans and Atlanteans, right? He, he doesn't fit in with either. But why are the girls of this town, like, singing this goodbye song to him? Like, I thought he would just be portrayed as, like, a drunken dickhead that shows up every now and then, maybe saves somebody. And he does this later in the movie when he saves that guy. He saves one guy from um, being attacked on a boat, pulls him on, you know, pulls him on there, and he's like, he's buying me a bottle of, of liquor. And then he drinks the fucking liquor and leaves. That was awesome. Like, yeah. That's and that's what I expected. But why is the girl singing about him in the beginning for ten minutes? And that's what I that's sense. what I was kind of saying with Watchmen. In Watchmen, all those music sections were great and amplified every scene it was in. However, this movie, when they're just the two or three minute thing where the girl's singing, and even Ben Affleck like turns around and he's like, "What the hell is that?" You know, what I mean, like, <laughs> like I gotta get out of here. I gotta get out of here. This place is odd. We did laugh also while we were watching that, that Ben Affleck, uh, like, rode a donkey and climbed mountains to get to this place. But then when he had to leave, he just flew home. Yeah. <laughs> I love that part. I was like, yeah, obviously. I didn't even think about that. He's coming off the plane. I'm like, yeah, clearly he would take a plane. Um, <laughs> another part that I'll say is uh, that Joss Whedon completely cut out. And makes this movie fucking so much better is the character of Steppenwolf. In this movie, Zack Snyder's Justice League, Steppenwolf is a character. In the theatrical version, he is not. He is just bad guy who wants to get the bad guy boxes to do bad guy things. He has no motivation and is completely useless. In the Justice League version... He was the worst part of that movie. Like, so bad. In this, he's an actual character with depth. And even though he's like, whatever, an alien lizard thing, um, it works. Like, I'm like, okay, I get it. I get why Steppenwolf is doing what he's doing. And he wants to, he has goals and he's trying to meet him. And I like that. Like, that's, it's an actual character. You yeah, know? I heard a lot of people talking shit about Steppenwolf in the theatrical version. And in this one, like, I liked him a lot. He had that cool, badass, like, living armor type thing, which was sick. And he he was actually a character. But, like I said, yes. I've never seen a theatrical version, so I didn't know how he was. I It's fascinating to watch both of these. I mean, just, I don't even mean in terms of, like, comic books, but, like, movie making. Like, if you watch Zack Snyder's version and then watch a theatrical and you're like, oh, my God, why would they do this? <laughs> It's it's so, I don't know, interesting to see like what the choices they made were. And 
you're blown away by them. You're like, why would you cut all of Steppenwolf's plot? Why would you cut it all out? It doesn't make sense. Because, and the other one, he literally just shows up and he's a big gray guy. And he wants the boxes. And there's no dark side, so he doesn't really explain anything. And you're like, okay, what? <laughs> Awful. Um, let me see. I've been praising the movie a lot. i got to think of stuff that I didn't like in it. <laughs> yeah, you got to justify that, what, 7 out of 10 you gave it? Yeah, what is Okay, all right. One thing I will say. Um, in this... And this has a different score than the theatrical version. I kind of like the theatrical version score better. And that's because they took, I'm not going to say the easy route, but they incorporated old scores from, uh, what's his face? Um, Danny Elfman for Batman scenes and put in a little bit of uh, Richard Donner's uh, Superman music. Oh, wow. So there's like, like when Batman shows up and it's like, but and you're like, Oh my God, it's Batman music. And you get excited. You know what I mean? Like you feel it in this Batman shows up and it goes, wah, 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 wah. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I don't want to hear that. Um, it, the score sounded generic in this. It didn't stand out as like, oh, this is this character's moment. Something cool is going to happen. It's more just like, oh, I get it. But like, the only reason I say that is because when you watch the other one, it sort of stands out that you can hear these little audio things. The, and the only person you hear that in just in uh, the Zack Snyder version is Wonder Woman because Wonder Woman shows up. The Wonder Woman theme plays and you're like, yeah, Wonder Woman's about to start kicking some ass. And I think that's good. I think it, it helps the audience to have that sort of um, individual connection to them. And I wish they did that more with the Zack Snyder version. I think the Wonder Woman theme sucks. Really? I hate it. I don't know but what it is. But you know what it is. <laughs> what would, oh, yeah, it's distinctful, but I hate the way it sounds. I don't know why. It's like nails on a chalkboard mm. for me. I love Wonder Woman in this. She's a great character. I love Gal Gadot. She's awesome. But I just, the Amazonian theme... And then her. Well, like, okay. And, the and Amazonian the Wonder, theme, yeah, and the Wonder Woman theme are terrible, in my opinion. I can't stand wow. them. I don't know why. I just hate it. Yeah, yeah I think. What do you What do you think of the music, Shane? Sorry, what? The music. I like the score for the Justice League. Um, I did like it. I thought it, it suited the movie perfectly. Um, You sound way too oh, far again. Shane, we lost you again. Again? The audio is so quiet now. Oh, how about now? It's the same. I think his, cap- I think his cable's loose or something. I haven't even moved. Fucking... <laughs> I haven't even moved. Uh, are you going to have to jiggle your mic or something, Shane? I don't know. Well, I'm standing here holding it in my hand. <laughs> I cannot I have you. no idea what you're saying. Oh, we'll see if he could come back somehow. Um, oh, I, I, I'm i a little dismayed in the Superman in this, Mike. And I, I guess it's more just that Zack Snyder is reaffirming that 
it's his Superman. Like when he comes back from the dead in in the Joss Whedon version, he comes back and he fights the Justice League just like he does in this one. You know, there's a, there's little differences in in the thing. Some dumb joke lines are added, but um, then he goes off and he hangs out with Lois and he goes to the farm. And then he's like, oh, wait, I'm like Superman and I'm cool. And then he shows up at the end. And at the end of um, the theatrical version, he shows up and he's the Superman from the comics and the cartoons. Meaning he shows up and he's like, I stand for I'm a big fan of truth and justice. And I'm here to stop you, Steppenwolf. And like, you know, it's he's like punching him, but he doesn't hurt him and throws him around. And in this Superman shows up and is like laser beaming his head off he's really like... arrogant when he comes back because Steppenwolf just... is going to use that axe thing and he just like steps in front of it and he just like shakes yes. his head i thought that was cool yes. but in it was cool back to what you're saying like stand for justice in the american way and blah 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 it's like yeah like like in in the in the joss whedon version they i i i know this had to be a thing from wb that they were like listen People hate this fucking Superman. We need you to turn him into good Superman. But, and <laughs> Zack Snyder's like, no, fuck it. We're going with dickhead Superman. We're going with, he's mopey and he's going to stab people and he's going to tear heads off and do whatever. And um, the biggest problem I have with this whole Superman thing is that when he puts the second nightmare scene in with, with the Joker and everything, so Superman comes back from the dead. He's in his Kryptonian ship, right? He looks at all of his costumes and he's like, I don't have enough DLC points to purchase this one. So I'm going to take the black costume. And he comes back with the black costume, saves the day. But then in the nightmare scenario, you see him come down and he's wearing the red and blue costume. Yeah, and that to me, should have been like uh, switched up. It affirms to me that the red and blue Superman is the bad guy. You know what I mean? Like, he's like, this is a bad guy. (laughs) And I don't get it. I feel like it would have been more impactful if Superman came down and he sees the black costume and he sees the blue costume. He saves the day with the blue costume. And then... At, in the uh, in the nightmare scene, he's wearing the black costume. Like, no, I chose to be bad in this scenario. But Snyder's saying something about the character itself. Like, the Superman you like is the bad guy, in my opinion. That's what he's telling the audience. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think and he's, I he, think they should have been switched up. Yes, I agree. Right. I think that would make more sense. Save the day in blue, and then when you're evil, you're wearing black. Yep. I don't know. I, I know in the comic books, when Superman comes back from the dead, he's wearing a black costume. One, because it's 1994, and you're badass if you're wearing, like, black and silver. You're like, you look cool. And uh, two, they explained it as, like, oh, no, it helps him absorb more solar energy. Yeah. Because it's black. Oh, okay. And you're like, okay, all right. They have an explanation for it, but the real decision came down from the top, like, no, no, no make them with like black because it's fucking cool and it's 90s and it's edgy (laughs) well that's another thing that bugged me too because like dude like lois lane again like of course she's in the area (laughs) 
and Superman, <laughs> thank God, like, she saved Superman from getting fucking killed by Batman. And she was just like, she just, she's like, I need, I need a chopper and I need to get over there. And she just, of course, she just runs in and she's like, Martha, that's his mom's name. That's his mom's name. I'm like, okay. And then in this one, she, she's just standing there. I'm like, what are you doing? Like every time. I don't know. It's so bug me. They, they, they did change that in the theatrical version where prior to um, them resurrecting Superman, uh, Batman goes to Alfred and he says, like, listen, if this starts to go south, I'm going to need you to send in the big guns. And Alfred goes, sir, we've never deployed that before. And he's like, I just want it on standby. And Alfred's like, okay. So then they resurrect Superman, right? He comes back and he's fighting the Justice League. Almost the exact same, like, the literally scene for scene. It's pretty similar. And then Batman gets pushed over and you see him, like, hunch over and he goes, Alfred, send in the big gun. And Alfred goes, right away, sir. And then uh, a car shows up and Lois Lane gets out. Like, meaning that Batman prepared mm-hmm. Lois Lane to be the big gun. That would make sense. <clears throat> but in this, they're just like, oh, no, she was just there. She was like, just she... in the area. <laughs> On the, you know, the one day she decides to go back to work and start her life back up again. She was just there. It's also weird that she knows Superman's body is in Smallville, right? Mm-hmm. But she mourns at the Superman uh, memorial in Metropolis. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Oh, wait, I just got... What does this say? Correct? Oh, yeah, because Shane said, uh, I can tell you guys can't hear me. And I said, correct. Oh, yeah. It's... No, we, lo- we completely lost Yeah, Shane, I, we can't hear you at all. I just saw it pop up, correct. I'm like, what the fuck is... Oh, fuck it. Okay. <laughs> well, Shane is going to respond in text. So, well, we're going to wrap this up anyway. We've been here for fucking two hours already. Yeah. This is our Zack Snyder's cut of a uh, <laughs> episode. Oh, one thing I want to bring up, Mike, and I want your opinion on it. Uh, the aspect ratio hit me with it. I didn't have a problem with it. You didn't mind that it was four by three. It didn't. I. It didn't bug me at all. I noticed it, and uh, I I restarted the movie thinking something's wrong until I googled it and was like, "Oh, he wants this." Okay, and from that standpoint. I won't say it's a negative because it's his choice. He wants to show all the stuff that he filmed. But I will say one of the, the a lot of times directors use aspect ratio is for a specific reason. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the last movie that used an aspect ratio like this on, um, I guess you'd call internet or whatever, personal viewing release is the lighthouse, right? That was shot on a similar aspect ratio. See, that, of course, and, I noticed, but usually I never notice stuff like that. I, and I don't he know why. did that. Robert Eggers did that specifically to make it feel more like an old-timey movie and to make it more claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. And I, I that makes sense to me. I don't know Zack Snyder's reasoning on taking up less space of the screen with this movie. I know it's like, oh, he shot it in IMAX and that's how IMAX would present it. But the reality of the situation is um, 
this movie is going to be viewed almost entirely on people's televisions and tablets or whatever. And in my opinion, I want Zack Snyder's visuals to fill my entire screen. I don't want them reduced. Okay, I, that makes sense. That's the only negative I have it at. Like, I'd rather it be the whole fucking thing. And because yeah, I love Zack's visuals. Yeah. I don't know. That's completely understandable. So, yeah. Uh, other than that, there's a couple other minor nitpicks I had with the movie. But overall, I liked it. Uh, I What did I say with this was? Six or seven? I think somewhere around seven. there. Seven? That's the same as Man of Steel. Hmm. See, I'd get, I gave it a six. I think I like Man of Steel better, but this is not far off. Like, six and a half, I'll say. So, where do you think the series goes from here? Because the Cyborg's out. Affleck's oh, out. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, right. You know, I don't know. I think that the DC is a little... Uh, Rocky compared to Marvel, which has Marvel has this giant plan filled with movies for years to come. Meanwhile, DC, I mean, they're going through actors and Amber Heard problems. And so, what I'm thinking, I, like, I know the movies they're making now, right? Um, they have another uh, Shazam movie or whatever. Uh, Black Adam is is the next. I don't know if that's the next one, but they're filming Black Adam right now with The Rock. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be obviously in the same type of universe. Cause I think Shazam's in this universe, right? I believe so. Uh, Shazam was one of maybe, boy, it's hard to say that might be my favorite movie in this universe. I didn't see that. I heard great things. It, it is so dumb and so entertaining. Like it's a movie where, you know, it's not. Oh, it's the end of the world, and we've got to fight a billion monsters. It's more like it's personal, and it's about family, and I don't know. It, like it's smaller scale and less budget, but it feels like a good movie. Like I like that. I liked Wonder Woman, but watching it again, the first Wonder Woman isn't as good as I remembered it. I just watched Wonder Woman two last night. Yeah, eighty four. Yeah, horrible. I absolutely refuse to watch horrible. that. It just Mike, looks horrible. Let me tell you this. As the biggest condemnation of this movie, it takes place in fucking 1984, and there is no reason for it to take place in that timeline. I watched Red Letter Media's review of it, and I'm good with that. I haven't yeah, I haven't seen it. <laughs> and they, they say exactly what you just said. Uh, I think, uh, what's his face said it? Not Mike, but... Uh... Jay. Jay. He said something like, he's like, I don't, if for it being in 1984, I don't remember them talking about or having anything uh, major from 1984 in it. Like, if you have a movie take place in the 1980s and it's a superhero action movie and you're not playing fucking 80s music, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? There's no Devo. Not a single frame of Devo in that fucking movie. Unbelievable. Yeah, I um, skipped I, that. I'm gonna I, I skipped Aquaman and I I don't know, the DC movies don't really interest me as much, but I, I think I've said this before on past like comic book movies where I get giddy 
where they add like certain stuff into their like the the Martian Manhunter. I was like, wow, I've never heard of him before. I'm gonna look him up. Oh, I completely forgot about that, Mike. And it just it, it's <laughs> like it fills me with joy. Like I love comic book Easter eggs, even though I don't read comic books. But the fact that like the director or whoever's in charge puts stuff like that in the background, I was like, oh, cool! It's the lore. I just love the lore of this kind of stuff. Yeah. Can I bring one thing up on that Martian Manhunter? Because I completely forgot about it. So, in the theatrical version, there's a scene where um, Lois meets with Superman's mom, right? And they're having a conversation. And she's like, listen, you know, you're part of my family, you know, you know, we're, we're in this. But she's like, I don't want you mourning Clark forever. You have to live your life. And she's just like, you know, I love you and blah, blah, blah. And it's like this heartful scene in the in the Joss Whedon version. And she's like, okay, thank you know, thank you very much. And the scene moves on. And they have almost the exact same scene in the Zack Snyder version. And then she gets up and turns into a fucking alien. Wait, he... And I'm like... That wasn't in a theatrical? No. Wow. There's no alien... There's no Martian Manhunter in the theatrical. She doesn't turn into an alien. It's just Ma Kent being like, I love you, Lois, and you're part of the family, and, you you know, we should move on from this. So here's my question. In Zack Snyder's world, Lois then, the next time she sees Martha Kent, is like, hey, Mom, you know, I really appreciate what you said to me and that. <laughs> She's like, what the? What is she talking about? What, who are you talking? I wasn't there. What, what was it? A shape shifting alien? Oh my god! <laughs> That's funny. Oh, I completely forgot about that. What's the story of the Martian Manhunter? I, I read that he's um, like one of the original member seven members of the Justice League, but that's about it. Uh was he? I'm that's what I read last way. night. Green Lantern. Uh, I mean, maybe. So the Martian Manhunter is his backstory is that. He's from Mars. He's a, he's a Martian. And on Mars, there's two alien races, the White Martians and the Green Martians. And the White Martians are bad guys. And they, essent- they essentially uh, Nazi genocided all the Green Martians. Oh, wow. And this guy, this one Green Martian, got uh, zapped to Earth through an experiment. And uh, he, he they have, like, shape-shifting abilities. It's super strength and, like... All these superpowers. So he's he his story is that he hides and lives on Earth, but doesn't tell anyone who he is, but still saves the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but he's also part of the Justice League, and in like comic lore, in terms of like power rankings, like Superman's the strongest, right? Mm-hmm. Then there's like Wonder Woman, and Martian Manhunter's like arguably Wonder Woman or higher level. So he's supposed to be like a really powerful guy, but doesn't like to get involved. So it's, it kind of makes sense that they put him in that scenario that he's been hiding the whole time. But it doesn't make sense that. Yeah, I just didn't understand let, why he did that. With, he would let the Earth get to the point where it's going to be killed off. I don't know. So was that Martian Manhunter in Man of No, in Batman versus Superman as well? Is that what they're trying to say? I believe so, that he was that general slash senator guy. And he knew about the magic bullet. And he told Lois that Lex Luthor made the magic bullet. 
And I like I like in uh, at the end of Justice League, Affleck is just annoyed that he's there. He's not even surprised. He's like, so who are you? <laughs> <laughs> I started laughing. I was like, yeah, now he's like, now so, uh, seen all these aliens and stuff. He's so <laughs> he's like, what the fuck? Yeah, he's like, come on, it's fuck. you can tell it's early in the morning and. He just woke up. He just had a nightmare about <laughs> Superman taking over the Earth again. And I, I uh, read too that in uh, the theatrical of Bat or uh, Justice League that Batman had a, the Joker card on his gun, but it was never explained. Oh no, that was in uh, Bat uh, Batman versus Superman. Okay. He has the Joker card, and they never explain it. You know, he's killing all those troop, all the uh, Nazi troopers oh, and yeah. parademons. And Superman is running the Nazi troopers, even though Superman is a creation of Jewish immigrants, and they turned him into a literal Hitler. And you're like, oh, Jesus. I like the choreography in that scene, though. Batman was beating the shit out. And they didn't, like, do multiple edits and stuff. I'm like, this is awesome. No, that was a good, again, Zack Snyder action scenes. A+. plus. So, all right, let's wrap it up. I mean, we definitely lost Shane. He probably lost his microphone. So, I don't know what we're going to do with that. Maybe maybe that's the last we hear from Shane. Who knows? Shane was cut. This is the director's... This is theatrical version. Right, this is the Joss Whedon cut. Joss Whedon came on and uh, told us what he doesn't want to hear Shane anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to leave you, Mike. With one thing on here that I looked up, it's actually on Watchmen, um, but I, I was laughing when I heard it because if uh, the guy who wrote the Watchmen comic, this so Alan Moore is like a nutcase, right? He fucking hates anybody fucking with his work. Really? At all. Oh, he does not want any movie adaptions. He sold off a bunch of stuff early in his career, and he says he always regrets it, and he will never watch any of it. So they asked, like, Zack Snyder... <laughs> what he thinks about um, Alan Moore's um, opinions on his stuff being adapted. And Snyder said, worst case scenario, Alan puts the movie on his DVD player on a cold Sunday in London and watches it and says, yeah, that doesn't suck too bad. And then when this quote was brought up to Moore himself in a later interview, uh, he responded with the worst case scenario. If he, (laughs) I think he's underestimating what the worst case scenario would be. That's never going to happen in my DVD player in fucking London. Moore famously lives in Northampton. And I'm never going to watch this fucking thing. Oh my god. <laughs> what a psycho, dude. Oh, he's he's fucking great. He's like a maniac. Like he, he writes all this incredible stuff and he's just like, nobody touches it. It's my stuff. Fuck you. Crazy guy. Whatever, fuck him. Oh, so that's our whole Zack Snyder scenario, Mike. I like a lot of it. I hate BVS <laughs> and um, I, that's about it. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I don't know. So wait, so is the Robert Pattinson Batman movie take does that take place in this universe? No. So no, it's his uh, they... own. So, you know how like did you watch Joker? Jo- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so Joker's, like, completely not part of this at all, right? Okay, but they're making more of those. I don't think so. Yeah, they announced that, I think, Joaquin Phoenix signed up for two more. Oh, my fucking God. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yeah, let me double check. Oh, maybe 
yeah, double check that. Maybe, yeah, November maybe Robert Pattinson is his Batman. I don't know. Yeah, according to yeah, Joker sequel confirmed Joaquin Phoenix. For fuck, Jesus Christ. So that's why I'm asking, because I'm not sure. Okay, so I wasn't aware of that. Maybe Robert Pattinson is his Batman. Okay. And not Ben Affleck. <clears throat> that's what I don't like about the DC Universe. I don't mind that they do different stuff. Like, it's in the comic world, they do that all the time. Yeah. They'll have, like, stories that, like, this is not connected to anything. It's just a story. Have fun with it. And I'm okay with that. Not everything has to connect. But I do have a lot of respect that the Marvel side can keep it all together. With few exceptions. There's, there are some. Yeah, I mean, that's... Man, I, I just... I really get into the Marvel cinematic universe because there's so many different projects and they usually bring back the same people for them and that's i love the continuity and but with dc it's like well robert pattinson has its own thing and it's probably not going to be the same thing as uh joaquin phoenix's joker but it's completely different from the dc extended it's like it's too much right and maybe but maybe flash is going to tie it all in together mike and that makes it all one thing even if they're different universes. From what I was talking about, Flash, it seemed like you didn't like him in this. Oh, my God, I forgot. You sighed really loud. And I was like, I, I did. I made a note in my head. I'm like, let me ask Ryan what he thought I, about Flash. Can I take, like, a one-minute piss because yes. I'm going to explode? All right, give me just, like, a minute, and I'll be yeah. back. Oh, my God. Welcome. I just peed. I farted three times while I was peeing. Dude, I... I... On the way to Val's one day, I left, I dropped my buddy off after the gym, had a protein drink. I'm like, okay, I have to pee, but I think I can hold it until I get to Val's, who Val moved like 40 minutes away from me in Indiana. Oh my God. So I was like, I could hold it. By the time I hit Indiana, I, it was the most I've ever needed to pee in my life. Like way beyond my back teeth floating. It was like in my brain and I felt like I was going to piss myself in the car. I stopped at a McDonald's. Of course, their lobby was closed because of COVID. So I had to waddle back to the car. I had to go to a Walmart and pee. It was the worst time of my life. Mike, I'd love to continue my discussion on this, but I actually have to cut it off. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm going to have to carry it for another time. That's fine. Uh, But uh, yeah, let's just end it here. And um, yeah, that way we could wrap it up and I can get on with the rest of my day. Sounds good. So, all right. Um, Yeah, thanks, everybody, for listening. And if you enjoyed our rantings, subscribe and uh, send any comments you want. If you want to hear from Shane, send him a new microphone. (laughs) Um, (laughs) If you want to reach the podcast, uh, you can hit us up on Gmail. All you need is bloodpod at gmail.com. The Facebook group, All You Need Is Blood, if you want to get a hold of me, I am on Facebook on Instagram, all you need Ryan, and on Twitter at Ryan Tudelo, and I'm also on the upcoming horrormovies.com message board. Yeah, do the Instagram page, uh, all you need is blood podcast, on the Facebook group and message board. And if you want to get a hold of Shane, it's uh, RoboGin76 on Instagram or Twitter. I don't know which, I forget. Try both. 74, not 76. Shane just texted.
<laughs> and he's probably also on Facebook and some other places. So thanks for everybody for listening. And uh, RoboGin74, Shane says. Dead Cell Society. That is the, the one on uh, Twitter. Got it. So, and he called me a twat also. Yeah, I, I heard that. For the record. <laughs> you heard it? You can hear it? <laughs> I, I just turned up my volume, so now I'm hearing all the, the text Shane is putting through. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Anyway, um, thanks for everybody for listening, and I'll just say bye for now. See you. All right, well, let's wrap it up. I'm not even going to put the... Uh... The other stuff in here because they've already heard it probably. Yeah, they know. They know by now. I'll just put the fast forward sound at the beginning of it and call it a day. <laughs> okay. Zip. One week later. All right. All right. Well, let's fucking talk Justice League because I'll talk Mortal Kombat all day. So, Mike, I dragged you out here. Yes. Uh, mostly just to have a joke because I wanted this the name of this episode to be the extended edition. <laughs> that's that was that's the long haul, you know. You're really dedicated to this. <laughs> that's how much I'm dedicated to a Zack Snyder podcast. <clears throat> I, even my podcast can't end there; it has to be added <laughs> on to. Even though it was already too long, it's already like two and a half hours. But it's pretty long. We went on towards the end there a little bit. <laughs> fuck it what are you gonna do i already edited it too so now i'm just gonna stuff this on the end and call it a day <laughs> won't make any sense the audio will be off i, I don't know i just tried keeping my settings the same but who knows at least it, it's uh it's kind of a cliffhanger because shane wasn't on towards the end of the last one and now he's not on here so he's still not on <laughs> <laughs> oh shit all right so I just want to cover a couple things that we may have just breezed over or I wanted to go a little bit into depth on, on uh, Justice League on this. I Listening back to it, I feel like we did not go into the history of the movie itself okay. and explain why Zack Snyder's Justice League is important or is a thing. So, I mean, we kind of mentioned it because we kept mentioning the Joss Whedon version, but what had happened is after um, Batman v Superman came out, and uh, critics hated it. The audience was split. It was a divisive movie. Right. Um, Warner Brothers panicked because they already had Justice League was like already started filming. And it was just going to be a follow up to um, Batman v Superman. Initially, they were going to do a three part movie. And then they were like, no, no, no. We're going to change it to just a two part movie. And then Suicide Squad bombed. And they were like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? We were completely fucked, so they, like, tried to get Zack Snyder to turn it more into a one-part movie, but, like, still leave it open for a possible sequel if it turned out okay. And so they did all this filming. He had already, like, completed filming for the most part. And um, they say that they still hadn't done, like, a couple pickup reshoots or the special effects or all this other stuff that hadn't been done yet. Uh, when um, I, I believe Zack Snyder's um, daughter passed away from suicide and Warner, he left the project, but there's a lot of rumors that Warner Brothers wanted him off the project anyway. So that that's kind of like the Hollywood inside people are saying, but no one's really admitting to it. 
and they wanted to bring in Joss Whedon, who had directed The Avengers, to make the movie more palatable. So they brought him in, and they said, oh, no, no, he's just going to finish up a couple little reshoots, and he's not changing much. It's, it's going to be the same movie. <laughs> and uh, it came out, and people are like, what the fuck? This isn't like a Zack Snyder movie. This is like like a different kind of terrible. <laughs> so, um, and then, you know, that all happened, and people are like, oh, this is garbage, and no one liked really liked Justice League. Like, the people who like Zack Snyder movies hated it, and the people who hate Zack Snyder movies also hated it, because they were like, this is just, everything's <laughs> bad about this. And um, for a while, that's the way it stayed, but Snyder kept leaking out these little tidbits here and there, like, oh, here's a, here's a, um, a, a storyboard of a scene that was going to be in the movie, and here's part of the script, and here's a character that I was going to put in. And here's some stuff that was shot but never used. And eventually it got enough steam built and the Snyder fans hashtag release the Snyder cut um, had enough swing to get, I guess, Warner Brothers to agree to put out a Zack Snyder uh, to put out the Zack Snyder version because they already had all this footage and they just let him recut it and finish up some of the special effects that needed to be done. And he filmed a couple new scenes, even though I think they told him not to. He filmed all the nightmare stuff after the fact. Um, That's and, shocking uh, yeah. to me to like get all those people. Yeah, like oh it, hey Ben know? Affleck, can you like yeah. come over here? <laughs> hey Jared Leto, I know that your own you're up your own ass, but I need you to get back in Joker makeup right now. Right, you're probably not done sniffing your own farts. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of the background. I just wanted to make sure that we made everyone aware that we're aware of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like if you don't mention it, that's like the big part of the movie. Well, plus it's easy um, to pick on too. If you don't know the whole history of it. Right. Right. You know, it, and, and that's why I think like the most interesting part is if you watch both of these versions, you can see this, like you see what Snyder was going for in his version and you see what they mutated it into in the theatrical one, and you're like, oh, God, why did you do that? <laughs> like, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, and that, that that's a thing, too, because I never saw the original version, and if I did, it was like I fell asleep with it. Mm. Um, and now I just, I really don't feel like the need, I need to watch the original. Yeah, I feel like having watched it, the original, this version, it made me like this version more. Like, had I not seen the bad original, and I and I just saw this one, I might have a more negative reaction to this one. But because mm -hmm. I know what like what happened, what they did, and what all the changes were, I'm like, well, you know, that wasn't that bad. Like, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like an example of what it would be like. Like, let's say there's an awful scene in Batman v Superman that I hate, but and then instead of putting that scene in, they reshot it, but with an even worse scene. I'd be like, well. This doesn't help anything. It just <laughs> yeah. makes it more confusing. So, yeah. So that's that. Um, and I know you wanted to talk about some of the characters, Mike, that we... Uh... Right, because I'm very... Um, I wouldn't... So I'm kind of a poser in a way where I love superhero <laughs> movies. I'm kind of a poser. I am. I really am. Like So I, I love superhero movies, and I love and I absolutely love this... When I go on afterwards, I go on the internet and I look up all the Easter eggs. Even though I don't catch the Easter eggs, 
I say to myself, that's really cool that they even added it in. And I'm right. researching characters. And, and Val was asking me about um, the, uh, uh, who's the... Who's the the robot guy? Cyborg. Yeah, she was asking about Cyborg. I had no idea. And I don't know, <laughs> I don't know Flash's history. I don't know a lot of history with a lot of these characters. And I know that in the original one, which we talked about, Cyborg didn't get as big of a part. And in the right. uh, Snyder cut, he has this entire section, which was phenomenal. So I guess I, yeah, I, I have no idea about Cyborg. Yeah. So Cyborg, it, it's kind of interesting. People were, when they announced he was going to be in this, a lot of people were, I guess I'm going to say upset because he's not one of the founding members of the justice league. He is, he's, more from the Teen Titans and became popular in, I guess you could say, pop culture because of the Teen Titans cartoons that were on in, like, the late 90s, early 2000s. And, um, like, like, people really liked that character, which is fine. And when the comic books, the in the comics, every now and then they reboot the universe, they're just like, oh, no, no, we're just, like, kind of starting over again. And um, on one of the one of the versions called The New 52... They rebooted it, and Cyborg was now a founding member of the Justice League instead of the Teen Titans. So, and But at the time, people were like, oh, this is woke bullshit, and you're only putting him in because, you know, he's the black member and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, I don't know, like, you could change some of this stuff up. We, we don't have to keep some of the dumb nonsense people thought of in, you know, the 1950s and be like, it's set in stone. There's no way right. we could change it. So, um, in the comics, anyway, the more recent ones, it's very similar type of situation to what, uh, the character in the movie goes through. You know, he's in this accident and he's going to die and his father uses this robotic technology to sort of bring him back to life and, you know, turn him into a cyborg. Um, and I thought he worked excellent in this movie. I like they tied it in with the mother boxes that gives him a purpose to be in the film. Like he's, you know, if he has the technology that he can communicate with this shit and um another good example of this is there's um an animated movie called justice league war and they they do a similar thing where they sort of go through his history and they kind of introduce all the characters again and end up you know instead of steppenwolf they're fighting dark side but it's sort of a similar similar story and i think that it does a very similar job of making him like the heart of the movie and he's the one being introduced and all that and, uh, yeah, it's just great. I think him being on the team is great. And I think, um, Ray Fisher is probably the best acting part in the movie. Him and his, the, all the scenes with him and his father are great. And it's a shame that he's not gonna, he's kind of like exiled from. Oh yeah. Because of all the bad blood that's formed between him and WB. They're not going to bring him back. They were supposed to have a cyborg movie. That's out. What, what, uh, what's his major villain? In his story arc. Cyborg? I don't even know. Um, at one point, it was essentially an evil version of himself. That, like, uh, when I say that every superhero's bad guy is an evil version of himself. But mm -hmm. I mean, like, literally, it's sort of like the evil part of him um, is able to, like, make a body. Or, you know, he's out in the internet or something, and he has to, like, battle that and fight it. I don't know a lot of cyborg individual comics. Most of the stuff I read from him is either in the justice league or teen Titans and I that, see. you know, they, they, they don't go into a lot of details like that. They're like, Oh yeah, we're fighting the big bad guy. I see. Yeah. So, 
Uh, Flash, on the other hand, I... <laughs> I'm going to try not to nerd out on this, Mike. Because I, I do love the comic book Flash character. Uh, I like Barry the actor Allen. who p- portrayed him in this because he's he was in. We need to talk about Kevin. He's in Perks of Being a Wall uh, Being a Wallflower, and Wait, those are that is he? Yeah. That? Jesus, I feel like that was like a million years ago. I know. So I mean, I like him as an actor, and I, I really liked him as Flash. But maybe you have a different point of view on it. I did see him in an episode of SVU. I was like, that guy's the Flash. Everybody's in Law and Order at some point <laughs> <know>. in their lives. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best part about watching it. You're like, wait, I know that guy. <laughs> like that's the that's the lady that dated the Flash. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, I I don't like the Flash in this. I didn't like him in the Whedon version. I just think there uh, he's too millennial. Yeah, it's just like he's he, he's a stereotype and. He's annoying. And I'm like, okay, I guess that's the point. But I don't don't know. I'm not a big fan of the quips. And the Flash is always supposed to be like, he's one of the most powerful DC characters because he can like reverse time and like go super fast and like nobody could catch him and all that. And when you make him, when you have someone like that and the only way you can, uh, put tension in the movies to make him a bumbling buffoon. I I don't think it works. Like I just, I think it's annoying and it's lazy. You don't need to make it the guy that can run super fast. They have to make it so he can't run. Yeah. Like he doesn't know how to run. So he trips over shit all the time. Like he falls in when you're fighting Steppenwolf in the underground tunnel. And then he fall he trips when he's going to fight Superman. And I don't know. And that, it just annoys me. I'm like, he shouldn't be this incompetent. Do you I think they're going to improve he's... on that in this uh, standalone movie? Oh, God, I don't know. Um, the standalone one, I really don't know what they're doing because they've been re- referring to that one as a Flashpoint type movie. And Flashpoint is a series where they rebooted the universe. Essentially, the Flash goes back in time and changes something and then comes forward in time and the universe is completely fucked up. So then oh, he, has oh. to, like, he has to like undo his mistake and nothing is quite right, and that's how they start the new 52. That's how they're like, oh yeah, but now Cyborg's part of the Justice League. Like, this whole big reboot came because of Flashpoint. So you're like, okay, so you're saying it's going to be something like that, where he's definitely going to time travel and fuck something up, and then has to go back and fix it, which is a cool concept, you know, a little Back to the Future, um, and I'm assuming that's how they're going to, like, bring in, you know, Michael Keaton is Batman and Ben Affleck's still in there somewhere like that shit's fucking great. I can't wait for that because I'm going to nerd out and I think that's going to be awesome. <laughs> but I I don't love his character. I'm hoping they tone him down a little bit and make him like a human. I don't know, but you, you liked him in this? I did. I mean, now this is why I ask because now the things that you're saying, they make sense. And now he is, I feel, a little cliched. As a millennial, as millennials are bad they type are, are thing. <laughs> Aren't you a millennial? So, Aren't you like classified uh, <laughs> as a millennial? <laughs> I'm one you of those trip people over that stuff? I trip over stuff all the time. I'm, <laughs> and, but I can also travel at super speed, so. <laughs> like all millennials. Absolutely. Um, 
<laughs> I don't know. I just think the Flash is kind of a cooler character, and I hate to see him made into a bumbling idiot. I mean, there are characters like that. Like, there's a kid Flash, and he sucks, and he's annoying and arrogant, and you're like, okay, yeah, that kid sucks. <laughs> but then there's, like, you know, the actual Flash himself. Like, one of the best lines um, that they have... It's not really a line. It's just like the, the, there's an ending scene in the just the Joss Whedon version. So it's like, you know, after the credits roll, there's like seven additional scenes because why wouldn't there be? Mm-hmm. So they have one where the Flash like shows up on a big open road and like Superman is next to him and Superman's like, are you sure you want to do this? And he's like, well, I guess we got to find out. And they show the two of them like running towards the screen. So they're going to see who's faster. And you're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's kind of cool. That's all, that's like a thing they do in the comics all the time. They always have like the Superman versus Flash race, who's faster. And uh in the comics they have this they have one shot of that that happens and it's like the Flash is pissed off and he's running super fast and like uh Superman is like following him and he's like you know, you calm down, Barry. We got to take care of this and he's like I don't want to deal with you, Clark. Just back off. And he's like, "Listen, I've raced you before. You know I could keep up." And he looks at him and he goes, Clark, that was for charity. And he just goes, boom, and blows away from him like a thousand times faster. That's so cool. And you're like, oh, that's awesome. (laughs) Stuff like that in the comics gets me fucking rock hard. (laughs) I don't blame you. (laughs) You're like, oh, man, that's some good nerd shit. (laughs) So I don't know. Not a big fan of it. I thought in this, though, one of the other characters, Wonder Woman... I didn't think she was as good as she was in her own movie. See, I didn't I, see the Wonder Woman movie, so I can't really. Oh. I mean, she wasn't bad in this one. I just think it was. I see. Now, this is where it gets confusing because I think they may have actually filmed this before they filmed her Wonder Woman movie. But because, really, you know, this I maybe or maybe not. Shit, I'd have to go back and look. Because I think the Wonder Woman... Eh, I don't know. Right, because they were filming this right after Batman v Superman came out. All the, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know which was filmed first, but I feel like her character's a little less... Oh, I don't know. I'll say a little less mopey in, um, in Wonder Woman. You know, more of like a positive hopeful type character yeah um so i kind of liked her better but she wasn't bad in this she was way worse in the in the joss whedon version in joss whedon she was like an annoying mom like oh boys will be boys like making dumb shitty comments and you're like that's that's not wonder woman she's not like the mom (laughs) (laughs) terrible um the weirdest part about all the characters and stuff is like i have nothing written down for batman I just, I don't know. He was there. I don't know that I have good or bad to say about it. I mean, did you think he was any better or worse than in uh, uh, Batman v Superman? Um, I think, no, I think he was kind of, I don't know. That's my problem with this Affleck Batman. I just feel like he's fine. I hated him in the nightmare. I know that. (laughs) Yeah, I, I like the choreography in the nightmare of him beating the shit out of people. But, uh, no, no, no. I mean, I mean, in, in the uh, Justice League. Oh, yeah. He's like, I will fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking kill you. <laughs> yeah, but I, I just, I feel like he's just fine. I don't think he stands out in any way. Um, even in 
in Batman v Superman, like as much as I didn't mind Affleck's Batman, I didn't like him as Bruce Wayne or the opposite. I'm, I forget what I said. Yeah, I, I liked him as Batman, but his Bruce Wayne I didn't think was as good as Christian Bale's. No. I still liked it. I just didn't think it was, uh, I don't know, it didn't hit me in that like nice, douchey Bruce Wayne spot. And that, so what I was going to ask too, that uh, Easter egg when he's looking at Robin's armor. Yeah. So in this, the Joker killed him. Right. And he killed... See, I know there's a few different Robins. So, like, what are they trying to say as that kind of story element? If that so makes sense. So, in in the comics, the the second Robin was a kid named Jason Todd, and the Joker killed that Robin. And in the comics, he always had that Robin costume in glass in his Batcave. So, like, whenever they show the Batcave, there's like the big dinosaur, the big coin, and a Robin costume empty in the middle of it. Um, so he always like kept that as a reminder and in this, there's a weird thing that like people have been asking Zack Snyder about it and it's never said in any of the movies or implied, but they're like, Hey, you know, is that, is that Jason Todd's costume? And he says, no, that's Dick Grayson's costume, who is the first Robin who never dies in the comics. And you're like, Oh, oh, okay. All right. Well, I don't know why you did that, like, you killed Dick Grayson off-screen, who's, like, he's his own superhero, he's Nightwing now, and he's got a whole bunch of his own stories, and he leads a team, and he was an assassin at one point, and all this other stuff, but you're like, I guess we're just not gonna do any of that stuff in the Zack Snyder version? He has to be mistaken. I, I don't know, maybe. But, it, you know, it's a superhero movie, I'm like, if you could come back, it doesn't matter. That's true. You're dead. Bring him right back. But yeah, that's uh, that is definitely a dead Robin's costume and the Joker killed him. And if you're eagle eyed enough, if you watch the Suicide Squad film, the awful one, <laughs> um, it, there's like little quick tidbits where they introduce the characters and they have like, you know, little words pop up like, whoosh, 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 like, I don't know. Killer Croc is a big crocodile. I don't know. And the, the, they have Harley Quinn one and it says like Harley Quinn is whatever... Uh, a gymnast and something else, and it says uh, convicted for uh, you know, helping in the murder of Robin. And you're like, okay, all right, so that explains that. So, yeah, Joker definitely killed him. And this and this new Suicide Squad, I'm going to go off a little bit, is that a direct sequel to the first one? Yes and no. Uh, James Gunn has said that you can see it as a sequel and the characters are the same, like the Harley Quinn that's in the new one is the Harley Quinn that was in that one. But it, he said also you don't have to watch the other one. It's kind of its own standalone thing. Okay, good, then I won't. Also, don't watch the Birds of Prey movie, which, uh... <laughs> Did you even know about this, Birds of Prey? I know it's on HBO Max. and I, I lo The trailer looked fun, but I heard yeah. it wasn't good. It, it was not good, and I, I don't know what it was. It was just dull. It didn't have, I don't know, there was fun scenes in it, but it didn't have, like, it should have been nonsense and exciting, and I like the cast, but it just, it wasn't great, and that's kind of the worst thing. Like, if it was awful, you could say, oh, this is so bad, you gotta watch it, but it was just kind of mediocre. So, but that's, again, Harley Quinn's in that, so, like, her story goes through that as well. So... 
confusing. Yeah, it's confusing and it's a mess. Uh, Aquaman in the uh, this Justice League movie, I don't like because his character is I'm a big meathead man. But if you watch the Aquaman movie from James Wan, much better. Like, he's still a big dumb meathead, but it's more like they use that for comedy and it's, you know, it's more lighthearted and like, oh yeah, look at this guy. He's angry and he's huge, but he like, you know, he makes quips and stuff. So you're like, okay, it's a weird world and he's being tossed into the world. And it gets confusing because if you watch the movies as they're supposed to have come out, like, in Batman v Superman, you see the footage of Aquaman, right? And he's got his his trident. Right. And you're like, okay. And then you watch this one, and he's like, I better go get a trident. And he, like, swims down to Atlantis, which he knows where it is and everything, gets his trident. But then you watch the Aquaman movie, which is after this, and there's, like, big scenes of, like, um, Aqua Girl or whatever his name is, Mera, taking her to taking him to Atlantis and like you see this it's you know this beautiful vistas and slow moving through a bubble and like all these huge sweeping things and he's like wow look at this place but we're like you've already been here if it was in Justice League <laughs> and then and in, the, in that movie he earns his trident so you're like how many fucking times does this, does this guy get this thing that's insane I guess yeah because I never watched than, the Aquaman movie yeah there's more than one trident there's like three of them so I don't know but like, okay, <laughs> and that's just dumb continuity. Like that's nerd stuff that doesn't really matter, I guess. Yeah. But I, I didn't, I didn't love uh, the Aquaman in this. I liked him better in his own movie, like Wonder Woman. And like I said, I didn't see the Aquaman movie, but he totally comes across as a meathead in this. And I, looking back, I don't really recall any scenes where he was too vital. He does say, "My man." When he's flying around with Cyborg. So, if you didn't have that, it wouldn't have been in the trailer. That's that's a big part. I see. I see. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I, I think you're right. I think, I mean, his big scene was supposed to be when he comes down the tunnel and, and stops the water. Yeah. That That's going to wash them away. But I'm like, I don't know. What, these guys are superheroes. Like... What happens if a big tidal wave hits them? I mean, they're going to be fine. They're superheroes. Yeah, they're all those all those superheroes would have been dead. <laughs> right, <Because laughs> that water. water would have definitely killed them. <laughs> they survive a nuke going off with Doomsday, but the water toast. <laughs> so yeah, and that I've already talked. We talked about Steppenwolf uh, last time, mm-hmm. and how I like him so much better in this, and he's an actual character and has motivations and does things that like characters do. So that's all good stuff. Um, what did you think of Dark Side? It like how I mean, since you don't like have the comic background on this, I mean, maybe you know who Dark Side is, but like, what did you get the impression of him? So I had a Dark Side figure when I was a kid. I used to play with it all the time. I had no idea who he was, <laughs> and uh, when I saw him in this movie, I'm like, hey, that's. I guess I had a Dark Side figure when I was. A I know kid. that guy. Um, but I felt, and I know this is, I see, I just feel like they are going to go a more, a Thanos route. They're just, I felt like it was identical to an Avengers movie where, you know, now the, the, 
big bad guy has it's there's an even bigger bad guy and now you know at the end of uh the Zack snyder cut he's like you know he says something about like i'm gonna do i'm gonna do it or get my army ready or something i'm like that's exactly what thanos was doing um but on the other hand i don't know how they would do it like in a more unique way I feel like regardless, it would have to be a more Thanos uh, type thing. And that's the only I'm only comparing the two because, like I said, I'm only I only follow the movies. So that's all I got to go on. But it just screamed Thanos to me. Yeah, that's it. There was other characters standing there. I had no idea who they were. And that was cool because it gives me something to read up on and who that person is and what their history is. But I just I didn't think anything of it, really. So here's the, this is awful, but it, it is the absolute truth. Thanos is ripped off from Darkseid. Really? Darkseid was first, yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> it's cool, but it sucks for, it sucks for DC that they didn't get it out first, because everyone's like, this guy's just like Thanos, and you're like, yeah, because Thanos was first, or I'm sorry, because Darkseid <laughs> was first. Um, So that's kind of the shitty part of it, that more, you know, comic book people do this all the time, yeah. you know, there's... Whatever, there's the Flash in DC, and there's Quicksilver in Marvel, and, you know. There's Deadpool and, uh... Deathstroke. Yeah. Right, so it, it, those are more parodies, but, they like, these are just literally just characters being ripped off from one another. Yeah. I mean, they're not exactly the same, but, you know, they're just the same idea. Big spaceman comes yeah. down, takes over the Earth. So. Yeah, I, th- I think... The problem, the only problem I had with Darkseid was, so he's this big, powerful guy, right? And he's taken over, like, a million planets, solar systems and all that. And, um, so he shows up to this one planet in the flashback scene. Uh, he gets his ass kicked, and he almost dies. Yeah. And he, disco- and he discovers, he goes, at first he leaves the mother boxes there, and goes, oops, fuck, I left the mother boxes. And he discovers this is the planet that has his anti-life equation he's been looking for forever, gets his ass kicked and has to be taken back to his home world and then forgets where it is. That didn't make any sense to me. I mean, come on, man. Google Maps remembers where you've been. <laughs> they gotta have something like that. And and if you look this up, somebody asked Zack Snyder about this. They're like, why did Darkseid forget? And he basically said, well, he forgot. <laughs> oh, my God. They, so he pulled the like, Game of Thrones? No, no, like, he got really beat up, and everyone else died off. So that's why he forgot. There's a meme going around from Game of Thrones. Uh, you, did you watch Game of Thrones? I forget. Yeah, I've seen them all. Towards the end of uh, the last season, where uh, mm-hmm. the uh, Mother of Dragon, she's fi- flying on a dragon... And she gets like sniped out of the air. And a lot of people were like, well, why did she go that way if she knew there were ships there? And the response by the show creator was she forgot. (laughs) I never heard that. Yeah, if you look it up, it was memed to death. But that's that's just kind of funny that Cyrus is like, oh, yeah, you just forgot. Like, okay. (laughs) The one thing I've wanted in my entire life, and I've been cert- I've been blowing up a billion planets to find. I forgot where it was. So, what is the deal with that anti-life equation? Oh, I don't know. It gives him ultimate <laughs> power or something. Even oh. in the comics, it doesn't. Re- it's never really like 
it, it does this thing. It's more like depending on who's writing it, you know. Oh, it yeah. gives him the ability to like I don't know, whatever to to Thanos snap like something like that. Uh, it it's it's sort of just a MacGuffin that if he gets this thing, then that's it for everybody. But he gets it sometimes and tries to end the universe and Superman sings at a tone so high pitched that it unbreaks the universe. You know, it, it all depends. I see. Comics are fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that DC is going to have a um, banger of an of a movie like Marvel did with Endgame. Or, uh... And that's that's horrible because DC in the comic world does those things so much better than Marvel. Like when it's like end of the world stuff, because they have these events in the comics. They always call them crises, crisis on infinite earths, the final crisis, um, identity crisis. There's like all these big events and it's always like all the superheroes coming together to do a thing. And it's always like everyone has to read it like if you're reading any dc comics whether you're a batman fan and you don't give a shit about any of the other ones or if you're like you only like superman or you only like the justice league like everybody reads these because they're they always change the dc universe and the fact that they're blowing these movies is just the worst like they they have the coolest shit they could do all these great stories i'm like i don't know the the TV shows like do as best as they can on this stuff. And they've actually done some of these, not necessarily with, with, um, I said Thanos, like with, um, (laughs) dark side, but like some of these end of the world events, like the, the, the CW shows, which are not that good. I don't recommend you watch them. Um, but they have these events where like, there's the flash TV show, right? And it'll cross over with the the Arrow TV show. And it will also cross over with the Supergirl TV show. And the Batgirl TV show. And the fucking Legends of Tomorrow TV show. And it'll have like six shows that all come together for this one big event. That like takes place over six or seven episodes on these individual series. And it gets everybody to watch them all. If you watch any of the shows. Like maybe you just watch Supergirl. Well you're going to watch those episodes of yeah. The Flash. Where Supergirl's on it. Because it's going to explain what she's doing during those episodes. So, and and they're fun. Like, it's, like I said, the dumb comic shit where you're like, oh, that's that one guy who's in that one thing. Like, they had one, uh, or they had one series where they brought in a bunch of different Supermen. And they had, like, Brendan Routh came back as Superman. What? And you're like, that is awesome. And they also had, at the very end of the series, because it's always about Flash jumping around in different universes and stuff. So he... He jumps across universes and he fucking runs into Ezra Miller's Flash from the DC universe. That's really cool. And you're cool. like, that's awesome. Like, you've got the TV show Flash and you've got the movie Flash and they're both in the same fucking screen. See, that's and, neat. That yeah. already sounds better than a lot of the DC movies I've watched. They're not, I, they're not that good, Mike. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I heard Doom Patrol wasn't bad. Yeah, that I, that's not crossed over with these. That's kind of its oh, own thing. Oh, okay. That's more like, you know how Netflix was doing Marvel shows? Yeah. And they had, like, whatever, Daredevil and a couple other ones, Jessica Jones. 
Um, that's like what Doom Patrol is. It's it's in its own little thing over there. They also have a cyborg, but it's not the same cyborg. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I know, it's confusing. That's why there's like multiple Superman cyborgs. All right, let's uh, let's wrap this up, Mike, because we're already forty minutes into this like, fucking. Good lord, here. are you serious? Jesus. I'm looking at the clock and I go, oh my god. All right, so the last thing I wanted to cover real quick is just these where it's actually going to go. What movies are still coming out? So we've got the new Suicide Squad movie from James Gunn. Uh, that looks awesome, and it's going to be fun. Connected, probably connected, but not in a way that really matters. I think mm. uh, unless they end up killing off Harley Quinn, which would be real ballsy. Take out Margot Robbie. I, I think she likes the character too much for her to die off. Unless they do like prequels that, you know, after that. Right. Oh, well, they did allude she is dead in, in that Justice League um, nightmare, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. What if they do it in that James Gunn movie? That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be pretty. That would be pretty cool. Uh, also, uh, Black Adam. Uh, which stars The right. Rock as as Black Adam, and he's the bad guy to Shazam. He's the evil Shazam, not, maybe not necessarily evil, but anti-hero, whatever you want to call it. And they're filming that right now, so that's definitely coming out, and that's going to be in this universe. Uh, that movie's going to have Pierce Brosnan in it as Doctor Fate. Doctor Fate is the DC version of Doctor Strange. I don't want to explain it anymore. That's just what it is. Got it. Uh, and it's going to have Aldous Hodge, who's been on like a million things as Hawkman, and Hawkman's a guy with hawk wings. So it should be pretty interesting. I like what I like the way they're going. It's going to be set in the past, and it's going to have Black Adam coming across these characters in like, I forgot what time era they're saying, like maybe like the 50s or something around there. So that should be pretty cool. Um, the Flash we mentioned, we talked about that. Uh, I'm worried about this. It's had like eight directors and like 10 different writers on the movie. So I'm nervous to what they're actually going to make. I just hope all the stuff with Michael Keaton and, uh, and Ben Affleck, I want them like in the same room. I want like two Batman. <laughs> yeah. So in the same scene. So that means if they're having Keaton come back as Batman, that means those, the events from the first two movies are canon to, the series of this or are they doing it as like a, that's just a different universe altogether. Yeah, exactly. The flash crosses universes sometimes like there's the famous story where they brought universes together in comics is the, they, they did the flash in the 1930s, I think. And he wasn't Barry Allen. His name was Jay Garrick and he had like different powers. And then uh, they rewrote it. So Barry Allen was the flash and he took up the mantle of the Flash because he used to read Flash comics starring Jay Garrick. And he thought that was cool until he crossed into a universe where that Jay Garrick actually existed. So it's like they do this, you know, oh, but he's real. And now he's in. Now that's how they kind of came up with the different universes thing. I see. So, yeah, he hops around universes. And then finally, what they're also I, I don't know if it's finished filming. It probably is, is the the Batman movie. Uh, starring uh, um, Robat Bat and Bat. Yeah. Um, I'm excited I, for that. I don't know if it's connected. Like, I, and see, maybe, that's, maybe what, that's what's fucking me up. 
because I know Affleck, I don't know if he wants to do any more. I'm hearing rumors that he will do more Batman movies. I'm hearing rumors that he won't. But then, like, they're coming out with this Robert Pattinson thing, and I understand it could be a standalone thing like the Joker, but they are also making another Joker. Like, I get comics are like that, and they have different runs and different things like that. But, like, when it comes to the movie aspect, I think it's just a mess. It gets confusing because... Even, like, Elisa will, like, watch a movie and be like, is this supposed to be the same Batman that was fighting Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think so, but I can't be sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you don't know. Um, but that movie, it's going to have uh, the Riddler in it, I think the Penguin, and definitely Catwoman. So... If they do a one-off, but have all these characters in there, I mean, I guess they could do it, but it feels like they're sort of building this other Batman universe with it, so. And maybe he's gonna, maybe that's why they're shooting another Joker movie, too. Maybe they're gonna have their own separate thing. That's gonna be confusing. Yeah, I, I just don't get it. I don't get it. But, that's about it, Mike. What do you say we wrap this one up? Absolutely. I could go back to listening to Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I don't want to take you away from that. <laughs> uh, juke joint Jezebel. <laughs> so dumb. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. I'm not even going to put the, uh, the other stuff in here because they've already heard it probably. Yeah, they know. They know by now. I'll just put the fast forward sound at the beginning of it and call it a day. <laughs> okay. Zip. All right, Mike. Thanks for humoring me in this. Yeah, no problem. It's fun. It is. All right, well, I'll, we'll talk to you later, and we'll be hitting Mortal Kombat next. Okay, man, I'll see you. All right, see you. Bye.